I need a headache, or I have a headache, or whatever the hell you want to call him. And obviously, Tyler, a.k.a. Mr. the Mossball Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. You can check out our website by going to www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you saying over there? I made 100 bucks. You made what? Hundred bucks. Well, congratulations. Uh, Tyler made a hundred bucks. Maybe he'll buy us a pie of pizza tomorrow. Anyways, uh, yeah, Nithin wants to know if he could join us at eleven. Yes, yes. Nithin. Uh, he will send you a link. Is he gonna show up? Uh, yeah, he'll show up. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you guys at ten o'clock. We will have, and oh, we will I made be more talking. Than bucks. We will be talking to former Packers, Bills, and Buccaneers defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy, and we're going to talk about his podcast. And his youth football team and his career as an NFL player. We're going to get into all the divisional games. Arguably one of the greatest weekends of football we're ever going to see. We're going to go through each game. And we'll go into the ins and the outs. And and really going into the NFC and AFC title game on really our thoughts. And then tomorrow we'll make our picks. A lot of things to talk about. We'll talk about the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame as Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, and still, Pete Rose are not there, and David Ortiz somehow on a Don't. first first ballot makes it to the Hall of Fame, which, by the way, he has background of taking PEDs. So how the hell did he make it and the other guys didn't? So we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. And, and, and again, tomorrow we have a lot of things we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the, the Bulls of the 98 uh, season and and really get into if Michael Jordan decided to stay for another year or two, does really? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, what was I? Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson. It does Phil Jackson go to the Lakers and start a dynasty? And does Shaquille O'Neal um, sign with the Lakers and and build the dynasty over there with the LA Lakers? So we'll get into that tomorrow. We'll argue about that. And and who was a better coach, Pat Riley for the Lakers or Phil Jackson? So that's another thing. That's going to be another debate tomorrow. But uh, And we have great guests tomorrow. Who do we have? Bl- Brandon. Uh, go ahead. We got former, at 10 o'clock, former NFL wide receiver Brandon Lloyd. Played for six different teams. He'll be on at 10. And then right at the beginning of the show, around 9, uh, football outsider is editor-in-chief, AP All-Pro MVP voter, and ESPN 
plus NFL analyst Aaron Schatz. Mm. And, and of course, Snug says David Ortiz should have gotten a higher percentage of the vote. No way. He Not shouldn't even. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be, be in the hall. He shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. If he got caught with PEDs, which he has been, and he was on that list, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. The fact that the MLB has let him go into the Hall of Fame when it has been proven that he has taken PEDs is a catastrophe when Barry Bonds was a 400-400 player before he did PEDs, and he didn't even come close to 70 75%. Aaron got what 10%, 12% of the ballot. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an improvement for last year. No. And, and, and then Roger Clemens who's out too. The two guys that'll never make it to the Hall of Fame, two of the greatest players at their position. We'll get into that a little bit later. So why don't we get into the divisional games because the divisional games uh, is really everything that everybody has been talking about all week. And we're going to go into the each game, the first game to the last game. And all of them got better and better as the games went by. The Bengals versus Tennessee. A game where, honestly, I didn't even think it was going to be close. Now, I did pick the game to be close because most playoff games and divisional games are usually that. But this particular game, I, I thought being that Joe Burrows was a first-time uh, playoff guy, and this is his second playoff game. I didn't know if he was going to show up, and everything that happened in the first game where everybody was saying that Oakland got cheated, I, I wasn't sure if Joe Burrow was going to show up to the game and play as well as he did. And really, when you look at the big picture of what the Bengals were in this game, they were they defined me as the new New England Patriots. If you remember the Patriots... Of the early 2000s, the the young defensive, you know, veteran uh, offensive line type of Patriots, that's who the Bengals remind me of. Now, again, the Bengals' offensive line is horrible. It's not anywhere close to what the Patriots were. But the defense reminds me a lot like the Patriots. A, a good front seven, a secondary that was getting better and better by the year. They had They had a good running game with Joe Mixon all season long. And a young quarterback that is so cool in the pocket. When was the last time you've seen a quarterback play that way? Tom Brady. But really, when you watch this game and you see all the different things that really stood out to me in this game was really the poise and understanding of reading the defense, the Tennessee Titans defense, which to me in the second half of the season was one of the top three defenses in all of football. And another thing is a young kicker that's becoming a superstar right in front of her eyes. A kicker that before he kicked that 47, 48-yard field goal, he went up to his players and said, and, and said before he stepped on the field is, it looks like we're going to the, N- the AFC title game, boys. Before he kicked that 48-yard field goal. This team has so much swag and so confident and understands who they are as a team. And another thing, when you talk about Joe Burrow and who Joe Burrow is, you wonder when 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 he came into the league and he was the Heisman Trophy winner and he had that unbelievable Heisman um, Heisman speech and then, he, and then he was the number one pick when, remember, he was a third-string quarterback from Ohio State and he, he goes his senior year to LSU And has one of the greatest college seasons a quarterback could possibly have. Comes into the league 
plays very well, and tears his MCL and ACL and is out for the season and then comes back as quick as he does. What was it, eight months? Mm-hmm. A team that wasn't even that good when you look at their record the year before. I think they had four wins. Four, 11, and one. <laughs> and then this year, winning, I think, 10 games, getting into the playoffs as a wild card team, and play, I mean, not as a wild card, as a four division. Yeah. As a division winning their division, the the AFC North, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, and the favorites going into the season, the Cleveland Browns, and just playing as well as they have all the way to the divisional game. And then you go into this game and you look at what does this team need to do against the Tennessee Titans when the Tennessee Titans were almost 100% healthy. They bring back Derrick Henry, who did nothing in the game. Really, I know he had a touchdown. Everybody, he really didn't play as well as we've seen Derrick Henry play in his three playoff appearances at 150 yards. This game, he did not. And then you look at the other players that we talk: Jamar Chase, a young rookie playing outstanding football throughout the season and showing up in the playoffs, where a lot of people thought, you know, uh, these are young players. But they played poised. They played like veterans. And then you talk about even Higgins. Higgins made some important catches throughout that game that kept the Tennessee defense off balance. It is absolutely remarkable what the Bengals did on Saturday afternoon. And Joe Burrow... And, and look at him. He's very poised. After the game, he, he says, you know, get used to this. This team is going to be here every single year. We're going to win every single year. I think that when you, you try to compare this quarterback to any quarterback in history of the NFL, the guy that, you know, really stands out to me is Tom Brady. A pocket quarterback. Now, he's better outside the pocket than Tom Brady. But the the poise, the, the guy, the way he stands in the pocket, the way he takes abuse, he's not afraid of getting hit. And you look at the understanding of reading defenses and calling audibles at the line of scrimmage. You could shake your head all you want, Tyler. I, I th- This is the guy that if you want me to, you know, just like Josh Allen. When everybody talks about Josh Allen, and who does he remind everybody as? And people are trying to say, well, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now these guys, and we're going to get into the Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes game. Josh Allen reminds a lot of people with his arm strength of a Dan Marino. Patrick Mahomes reminds a lot of people of many different quarterbacks that you can compare and trash to. And a guy that sees and reads defenses and runs out of the pocket as well as he does. Now, I'm not saying Joe Burrow is going to be Tom Brady. But when you're you're looking at Tom Brady possibly retiring this year or next year, when he needs to pass the torch to the next guy that you could compare and contrast to him, I believe, Speedy, it is Joe Burrow. 348 yards amidst nine sacks has to be one of the most impressive performances under the offensive line circumstances that you could get. The Bengals' offensive line in the regular season was improved, but still not great. It still was a big flaw on their team, and the Titans sacked them nine times. 
Now, Burrow did run away from a lot of them and took some bad sacks at certain times. Okay. But still, you're right. That poise was really tremendous. And when it looked like the Titans had a lot of this momentum back, they the Bengals took it right back from them. And Joe Burrow made the big throw when he needed to. Jamar Chase set up the game-winning field goal. And, by the way, we have a caller. <laughs> All right. Who are we speaking to? Hey, you're speaking to uh, Caleb from Foxborough Beat. What's going on, Caleb? How are you? I'm doing good. I just happened to catch your uh, live stream as I'm scrolling through, and I saw that uh, good old Tom Brady was one of the topics tonight. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, when I, me speaking about Tom Brady and trying to compare and contrast Joe Burrow to him, it's very interesting when, when we go, we, we look at that game and look at the poise of this quarterback, and even Tom Brady in his rookie season. Well, his second year, because uh, his first year in the playoffs and what they did in the playoffs. Tom Brady wasn't the one that really stood out. It was the defense. But Tom Brady, the one thing that you noticed about Tom Brady, was he wasn't afraid of getting hit. And he stood in the pocket. He stood still. And he threw the ball. And he launched the ball. And that's, that, to me, as cool as Tom Brady, I wouldn't say Tom Brady is cocky. But as cocky and as cool and collective as Joe Burrow is, he reminds me a lot. I mean, he has the, the tendencies of what Tom Brady yeah. and tangibles mm-hmm. too of what Tom Brady has. No, yeah, absolutely. I think Burrow has has a uh, I don't want to say limitless ceiling, but I think that you can I think the Cincinnati's going to go a long way with uh Burrow. But as far as Brady's retirement, which was kind of like what I was mm-hmm. um peeking at when yes. I when I saw the header. Yeah. Um I really can't see this being um Brady's like going away game, coming this close to, you know, pulling out a signature comeback and just going out like that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see Brady just be like, you know what? I'm done. But that Buccaneers roster is going to have a decent amount of turnover as we go into next year. And it'll be an interesting thing to follow. And um, yeah, it just came to mind because I'm writing up a piece about why Tom Brady shouldn't retire now. But I think, I think it'll be an interesting offseason again uh, to see where Tom goes. And I think we'll have an announcement fairly soon. But There are stories coming out from Tom Brady's camp that it might not be Tampa Bay. If he does come back, it might not be with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I've been hearing through the grapevine it could be the San Francisco 49ers. That he could might you imagine yes. could you imagine Brady going somewhere else at age forty five to play a one off season? That's where he's always wanted to go. Well, he's fr- he grew up as a San Francisco 49ers no, I fan. I get that, I get mm-hmm. that, I get that. But mm-hmm. you're forty five years yes. old, you might have one more year left mm-hmm. and you're going to learn an entire new offense. And again, no, Brady's no. Kyle Shanahan's gonna say, You do what you do, we'll figure out how to work around you. But he's that's not come on now. You're not Tom, you don't teach a dog new tricks. This dog knows what he's doing, and you just kind of work around him. A team that lost this game that we were just talking about might need him too. The Tennessee Titans. <laughs> he's not going to. Tennessee. No, I did. There's oh, the only team. The only team he's going to play for. The only two teams he's going to play for next year if he comes back is the Buccaneers for one more year or San Francisco. He's not going to Tennessee. He's not going back to the Patriots. It's either one well, or the he's other. Certainly not going back to the Patriots. No. Do you think? Do you think Bill's going to welcome him back with no. open arms? You're out of your mind. <laughs> no. no. It, it's one or two teams, but there is something coming. Out from you know different uh, you know different writings and different stories that I've I've read 
that Tom Brady's always wanted to play for San Francisco. He grew up a Joe Montana fan. San Francisco uh, hasn't won a Super Bowl in how long? Uh, it does, even though they have a chance to win it this year with Jimmy Garoppolo, it wasn't because of Jimmy on why they're there. It's really because of the defense and the way that defense played throughout the game. And the special teams were sensational. Mm-hmm. San Francisco's uh, uh, special teams in that game. But if if San Francisco, you know, is one game away from making to making it to the Super Bowl, and they, and they have all their players coming back next year, they're not losing anybody. If they can add a Tom Brady well, to that team, you don't know if Trent Williams and Alex Mack are going to come back, but. On the roster will be very similar. I mean, they'll the franchise defense. tag Williams if they need to. No, Mac, no, no, Mac, no, no, Mac, no, no. I, no, he's signed already. I mean, like he might retire. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right. He well, contract. Gronk is a free agent. Who knows if he's coming Gronk's back? Gronk's playing with Brady or he's retiring. That there's no. It doesn't. I'm just saying. Gronk's not coming back. Probably Chris Godwin's not coming back. They're not going to be able to re-sign him. Okay, there's a bunch of players right now that are going to be they're going to be free agents. They're not going to be able to re-sign them. So Tom Brady is Tom Brady going to go back to a depleted Buccaneers team or go to a, a, a San Francisco 49 team Niner team that's ready to win now and, and has a chance to, and, and has a chance to win? Yes, it's a harder division. You still have to play the LA Rams twice a year, and and this and I believe it, it's the hardest division in football. Yep. You don't know if Russell Wilson's going to be with the Seattle Seahawks next year. I mean, there's stories coming out that he probably isn't. I mean, I, I, I'm hearing Las Vegas, by the way. Uh, but Caleb, I mean, what are your thoughts? Do you see Tom Brady deciding? You know what? I I'm going to play one more year. Why not go to San Francisco and try to win a championship of the, of the uh, championship that San Francisco hasn't won in, in what was it twenty something years? They haven't won a, a Super Bowl. Ninety-five. Yep. I mean, this would be a great opportunity to finish his career at the place that he you know watched and and really learned how to play quarterback in San Francisco. Well, yeah, I think it really depends on, one, um, what San Francisco's cap situation is, because Tom Brady's not going to play for free. He'll play to, for next to free, but I don't think he's going to, like, okay, well, here's a $1 million deal. Here you go, and you can have your send off here. I don't think Brady would do that. I think he might just retire at that point. But um, I think it's an interesting scenario where you bring Tom Brady back to San Francisco and have it, you know, kind of come full circle. But, yeah. It's really hard for me to see him pick up and move to a different environment just for a season. But you know what? Anything's possible. And, you know, much like on the field, I refuse to say that anything is past uh, Tom Brady. Um, but it's going to be an interesting offseason for sure. And um, there are stories. There are stories coming out from also Brady's camp is that his son is going, I think, to middle school or high school or something like that, his older son. And he wants to play quarterback. And Brady really hasn't had a chance to really watch these kids grow up because he's been a quarterback practically half his life and that he wants to uh, coach his son and really see the, you know, the development of his kid moving forward. So maybe Tom Brady sees it to be an end. I, I don't know, but I can't see him going back to the Buccaneers. I mean, the Buccaneers are going to be depleted next year. This is not going to be the same Buccaneers team that they've been the last two seasons. They're not. They're last This whole season – this was the first time that game against the Rams was the first time that that team was practically 100% healthy. That was the first time that the defense actually played together until in, since the first game of the season. So uh, you look at that, you look at the team as a whole, uh, that defense too, they're going to be missing play. I think JPP, if I'm not mistaken, uh, is going to, they can actually opt out of his contract and get rid of him. I don't know if they're going to bring JPP back. He's not the same player he was last year. And their rookie, their rookie outside linebacker, Tryon, played well too. So yes. That's, that's and they're going to have chance. to pay White. 
White's going to want a lot. They, he, want, he wants and extension. Well, Levant, by the time that's uh, Levante David's gone. So. I'm just saying, I, I, th- I, don't, I don't see Tom. If Tom Brady comes back, it's not going to be with the, uh, the Buccaneers. Also, the Jags get hired their new coach today, and I'll give, I'll give Jeff a lot of credit because he's the one who's been saying it. Uh, Byron Leftwich is now the new he's head coach. He's not going to Jacksonville. Yeah, he signed. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yep. Breaking news. He signed with well, Jacksonville. No, Byron. I knew Byron was going to Jacksonville. I heard that today. No, no, I didn't um, say that. I, I didn't say he's going to Jacksonville. I said that because Byron Leftwich left the Buccaneers, does he go back to the Buccaneers? And and I don't know. I, I, might, I think he's saying it might give him more of an incentive to leave. Yeah, that's okay, what I'm, I thought he was saying no, that no, 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 they're, they're not, no, like not going to win in Jacksonville. No, what I'm saying is, is if you look at the Buccaneers right now, they're lo- they're losing coaches. They're losing. They're probably going to lose players. Uh, they're, they they want to get younger. And Bruce Arians, uh, with this whole Antonio Brown, if this grows legs, and if there's any truth to this story, and the NFL will investigate it, if there's truth, he's going to lose his job. Antonio Brown said he's going to sue the Bucks more than he sued the Raiders. <laughs> I mean, he could he could very much if he could prove oh. that he took trenol what is it trenol or whatever it is yeah whatever that uh, whatever legal it is it's was, it, yeah. What are you going to say? Speed, speed, spit it out. This is all I'm going to say about Antonio Brown. Rega- this situation aside, how he acted after Tampa Bay lost, after all Tom Brady did for him, the man's a schmuck. That's, a, that's fine. Well, we've been knowing that Antonio Brown is bad. Don't. <laughs> like, uh, like, why are we even mentioning this guy? Because, like, get, because like, Bruce Arians is going to lose his job. If Bruce this, Arians is retiring at the end of the year anyway. That's not what I heard. If Tom Brady comes back, he's staying there. Now, if... If, if if this story comes becomes a, a story that becomes true, and he's not lying about it, not only is Tampa's going to be fine, they might lose a pick. They could lose a first round draft pick because this is an illegalized substance substance that was illegalized seven years ago from the NFL. So you should not be shooting play. And he did it twice, not one game, but two games, not just a jet game, the game before that. And now, if this story comes true, not only are they going to get fined and all that other stuff, lose picks, he's going to lose his job. Why would Tom Brady go back to the Buccaneers? There'd be no reason. And that's why, if he wants to play another year, the only team that really stands out and sticks out to me that he would go to is the team that he's always wanted to play for, he grew up rooting for, for a long, long time, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. And don't count out them son and Gronk to come with them. I think Gronk is done. I, I even at the end of the game, did, I I don't know, Caleb. Did you hear what Gronk said at the end of the game when they asked him? I did. I did see that Gronk said if you asked him right now, he would say he's not coming back. Yes, he's not coming back. And he, he, the reason why is there's a story coming out that uh, I think WPIX or TBS is going to give him his own show. He's going to do a game show, uh, the Gronk Factor or some. Cra- crazy. I can see him doing that. He, he, he's getting he's getting a show. He's going to make just as much money doing that than playing on a football field. I don't know if I see him going back and playing football. The after only this. reason he won I, a Super Bowl last year. I get it. He's got nothing else the to only, prove. He's the best tight end of all time. But the best. This is why I don't give that story any type of validity or weight in his decision. He was he walked away from a WWE con or actually cut his WWE contract short. He's got a bad back. back. Play He's got a bad back. But, I, I didn't see him go and play going to do WWE stuff. But that stuff is safer than playing professional football. 
Is it really? Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar, who was an MMA fighter, what did he – he hurt his spleen or something like that? Pl- wrestling? And he had to have, like, how many surgeries or some the, crazy – that it wasn't, the, with, it wasn't with MMA. It was no, wrestling that caused him that problem. It started there, but that's because of the steroids. It, that it, had nothing to wrestling do with wrestling. Wrestling is just uh, – what? oh, uh, Jeff is putting up putting – up, uh, what is it? Toradol? Toradol is Toradol. not banned by the NFL. Um. As far as what we know, it is banned. That's that's what they're saying, and that's what the, it, the story is coming out. If it is, that is a banned substance from the NFL. Uh, ben also says Rodgers and Adams to Denver is his prediction. Uh, <laughs> Jeff says MLB Well, is- listen, I'll, I'll let you guys yes, get back to the show. I wanted to call in and Caleb, remind thank you that you. Uh, I'm still available if you need me. Absolutely. So. We're mm-hmm. going to bring you on again and keep listening because we're going to we're going to go through all the games, and I'm sure we're going to have some interesting callers yelling at us. So <laughs> thank you, Caleb. Uh, keep listening, bud. No problem. Just keep me in touch. Absolutely. Uh, Jeff says MLB has no say who goes in. Yeah, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame committee. Uh, we just had the wrong words on that. Um, Send Speedy the article. I want. I because I, why? Why is the NFL and why is Antonio Brown's team saying that it is illegal? So yep. unless they know it's something, Antonio Brown's team. Snug That's says, all you need to know. Snug says Ryan Tannehill was awful. The Titans should cut him and give Aaron Rodgers whatever he wants to win a Super Bowl. Uh, that would be interesting. Nathan says ben, Bengals have a de- decent Tennessee. chance to beat the Chiefs. Jeff says what's worse, the Bengals offensive line or Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Snug says the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. question mark. The Bengals were okay, but they benefited from then interceptions by Tannehill tossed. We like to talk First about Tom Brady's the goat of all goats, all hail goats. <laughs> Joe Burrow looks like what Macaulay Culkin wish he was growing up. Mm-hmm. Tom wants the ultimate challenge. He signs with the Jags and takes it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, ben says in a perfect world, Brady and Rodgers retire. Ben is that what you really want as a Packers fan? Um, yeah, Stuck well, says. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. These WWE guys get Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying, letting everybody know. We'll get into Aaron Rodgers. He's not retiring. I'm just letting everybody know. That. I, I agree. With you. I know 100. percent He's not I, retiring. I agree with you. I, I know you. I'm, I'm just. just I, I'm telling I, you, I'm saying, he's fan, not retiring. Retire than there is no Rodgers. way he's retiring. I'm just letting everybody know that. Go ahead. Uh, Snug says, I don't know. These WWE guys get pretty beat up on those bumps, and no. now Jeff is on the phone. I understand. Jeff, what's going on, man? Errol, how are you? What's going on, bud? Hey, listen, t- you, uh, not having an argument with you, but mm-hmm. Toradol is not banned. The only thing that they've done is the NFLPA sent a letter to its members mm-hmm. that said try to limit taking it mm-hmm. because Albert Hainsworth believes that that's what caused his kidney to fail. And mm-hmm. it's also known to cause excessive bleeding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you get hit or something and have some internal injury, you don't want it to bleed more or whatever. But it's it's not illegal. Mm. I I don't know why th- then why is Antonio Brown's team saying that it is illegal and that uh, if it is proven that it's illegal, I mean Bruce it's Arians Antonio could, Brown's team. I, you answer your own question. Listen, I, I mean I, I'll, I'll be I'll be happy to send you the article. Send, I, 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 I believe you. I trust you. If you want to send it to Speedy, Speedy will read it um, on the show because I'd like to I'd like to know what the article says. But uh, it, it's interesting and. And listen, I'm not saying that you're lying, uh, honestly. I, I, I'm sure you're telling the truth because you, you obviously know your ins and the outs of the way the NFL works and, and, and some of these different – because after what happened with the Sean Payton thing – and by the way, we'll get into the Sean Payton retirement uh, and where oh, he could go. Retirement. Well, he's he, he first of all, he cannot sign – he can't go to the Cowboys for you. <laughs> he can't go this year to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are going to have to trade picks to get him. 
So, so that's not going to He's probably right not away. coaching this year. This year. But yeah. I, I believe that Mike McCarthy will be fired after. If they don't do anything in the playoffs next year or even make the playoffs, Mike McCarthy will be retired. So, he will be fired. and, and they will be fired prepared. already. Oh, go ahead, Jeff. So, Speedy, just so you know, if you, you Speedy can go to my Twitter, and it's up on my Twitter. Awesome. Okay. All right. Awesome. You could stay on, Jeff. I just want to. I just want to finish up, you know, and, and continue talking about the Bengals. I I've been so impressed with this kid, and we're trying to compare. Like we talk about Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, and we know these guys are the two up and coming leaders and the faces of the NFL. And these guys are going to create a, like such a good. You're going to want to see the the Buffalo Bills every year play the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. You're going to want to see that that the way they played in that game, and we'll get into that. I think it's one of the greatest games I've ever seen offensively. But this kid, Joe Burrows, when we talk about the next, I'm sorry, Joe Burrow, the next up and coming like quarterbacks that are coming out, and we we talk about like uh, when we talk about like I don't know where we talk about Justin Herbert. Or Zach Wilson, those guys, Justin Fields, those guys, those are the those are the next up and coming two three year quarterbacks that we've seen. And Joe Burrow coming back from an injury of this magnitude and doing what he did this year, getting his team to win the division. And let's be honest, none of us thought Cincinnati was winning that division. Right. No, I picked him to win. Did you? Yeah, of course I did. No, you didn't, Jeff. I, we, we looked up. I we looked. We looked up the picks last week because the B wanted to know you had the Browns. One hundred percent. No, you had the Browns winning the division at the start of the year. Oh no, no, no! I had them beating Tennessee this last week. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're talking about nobody had the Bengals winning the division, the AFC oh, North. Oh, division. I thought you meant this last no, week. Sorry, no, no, nobody would have thought. And uh, your thoughts on the playoffs? And we're doing that, CJ. So keep listening. What really stood out to me with Joe Burrow's is his consistency, or understanding. Burrow. Joe Burrow, whatever, man. I don't care. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow. The consistency of what he is in the pocket. And and really, what he does on and off the field, the confidence level, how he pushes his players, and really the leadership, even off the field, on the sidelines. If, if you watch the NFL Network, after this week in the Divisional Series, they had mics on all the quarterbacks. And you hear Joe Burrow talking to his Offensive line, his defensive players, when they started getting themselves into trouble in the fourth, the fourth quarter. And, and to me, what I love about Joe Burrows is not his talent level, not his arm strength. It's his, his confidence. They, they call him Joe Cool, mm-hmm. okay? It's his confidence level in the pocket, not being afraid of being hit. He was sacked, he was sacked nine times. Nine times. And he stood in the pocket. He made every single throw that he he needed to make. 348 yards. What did he have? Two, three touchdowns in the game. He played great. And there's no quarterback that really, to me, out of the first day, the first two games of this weekend, that really stood out more than Joe Burrow, Speedy. (laughs) CJ says, and Jeff is full of shite. But tell him I still love him, even though he's a schmuck. Um, you want me to read well, the article well, what now? What are you talking about? I picked, I picked, no, I you don't have to. to. We're, we're talking about this. Okay. You can read the article after our guest. Gotcha. Okay? And, and how about you, Tyler? I mean, you're, you're back and forth. What did you think of that game? Did there, was there something that stood out more than Joe Burrow in the game? Because to me, the only thing that really – the kicker – the, the Bengals I, kicker. I was gonna say Evan, McPher- Evan McPherson's gonna start bringing like kicking to attention because no one really. Tucker gives... Tucker brought it. Well, to no, him. no, everyone recognized Justin Tucker as the best kicker in football. Adam Van Terry is known as the goat of kicking. 
But this Evan McPherson kid's gonna start putting them on like Wheaties boxes and start making like oh I don't know about that, but he, he uh, watch the kicker swag. Dude, yeah, like people are gonna be like, oh, you're dude, a kicker. Because oh, yeah. Evan McPherson will tackle somebody. Right. Um, the dude, biggest takeaway for me was Jeff. The, we'll let you go. Hold on one second. God, the Bengals won that game, but the Titans lost that game. Ryan Tannehill's performance was outright awful. It was terrible. We all know he's horrible. Tyler. No, I, no, he's an. He's NFL a horrible. He was the worst quarterback. quarterback at a, no, he was the worst quarterback going into the divisional games but, by far. Right. No, by I'm far. not disagreeing with that part. I'm saying that he's an NFL quarterback. And no, he's not. At, well, I don't think he, he is. Literally, is he's a wide receiver. He should have played. He should have been drafted as a wide receiver, not a quarterback. He's horrible. He's horrible. He's, AJ Brown made better throws in that game than he did. Sure. Ron Tannehill, as a NFL player playing quarterback. The first play of the game, after that pick, it kind of just seemed like he got very ugh, rattled. 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 Trey Hendrickson, that guy. Listen, New Orleans let him go. They couldn't resign everybody. He is going to be a pass rusher. Everyone recognizes in the next couple of years. They already recognize him. No, everyone. I've heard people say it's a fluke, but he's not really that good. A fluke. Twelve games yeah. of sack streak is more than a fluke. No, I, 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 I knew Trey Henderson going to Cincinnati was a big deal when we lost him last year. Uh, Trey Henderson's amazing. I personally think the Saints should have kept him and traded like Cameron Jordan or something like that. But whatever. Yeah, he really never got a chance. He was mostly what a third pass rusher for them. Sometimes I think, the, played the, opposite I think the Bengals would have been happy with Hendrickson or keeping Carl Lawson. They decided to go with Hendrickson, and, and, and they the were right. Worked, well, Carl they Lawson right. got hurt. Well, he not, got hurt. Right. I because think I think Carl Henderson's Lawson would have had a great season with the Lawson. Jets. I don't know be. about that. How could you say that? Be. I mean, Trey Hendrickson is going to, by the end of his career, surpass Carl Lawson. Well, 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 we don't know what Carl Lawson was going to be this year with well, the Jets. Right, but we don't know. Hold on, but all I'm saying is in three or four years, Bengals fans are going to be like, he's better than Carl Lawson. Okay, whatever. Th- that's your opinion. But no, I, I know. That's why I said it. Oh. But And Zach Taylor, listen, I shit on Zach Taylor for about 18 months. I did so. <laughs> that guy is what everyone says Matt LaFleur is or what Sean McVay is. That guy knows how to build an offense and he knows how to run. He's been in a league for a long time. He was coaching Boomer Esiason. I'm just saying, he for a young guy. I don't know about young. I mean, he's he's for an NFL He's a veteran young. coach. I, I know, mean, but he's a young guy. All right, fine. Compared if, to the if, rest if, of the coaches, if 46, 47 years old is young, I mean, I guess I guess it's young. But. It's old for today's NFL. There's like so many young coaches yeah, now. I, I mean, right. Robert Sala's 40, 40, 41. Tom Brady was the older than all the starting NFC coaches at the start of last round. <laughs> I mean, um, except for Arians. No. Uh, what's his name again on the Rams? Um, McVeigh, uh, he's like I think he just turned thirty, 36. yeah, thirty-seven or something like that. No, yeah. I think thirty-five or thirty-six. He took he got the job at thirty with the Rams. Right. I mean, that's young. I mean, so he was uh, younger than half his roster. But <laughs> honestly, Jeff, what were your thoughts with the Bengals game? What stood out to you more than anything of the game besides the two players that we mentioned? Uh, that the Bengals front office is a joke, an absolute joke. That they're the worst front office I've ever seen. The the Bengals had a choice in last year's draft, and I realize everyone's going to go crazy, but they made the wrong choice. They shouldn't have taken Jamar Chase. How is it possible you give up 10 sacks in a divisional game? They have, they have given Joe Burrow nothing to work with. That offensive line is atrocious. Mm. And great, Jamar Chase is wonderful, and it turned out to be a good draft pick. But at what price? They're going to get that kid killed. Um, and CJ asked uh, me to ask you, Jeff, uh, what his thoughts on Mac Jones? Does he think that 
uh, he can rise the, to the level of Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes? Probably not. Mm-hmm. There you go. Probably, uh, pro- probably not. I would, I would say this about Mac Jones. He, uh, all right. And I'm only making this comparison because it's the Patriots with Belichick. I'm not saying he's the next Tom Brady, but he's ahead of Tom Brady at the same point. Tom Brady rode the bench his whole first year. And they both had limited playbooks, and we'll have to see what happens with those guys going forward. Do I think Mac is going to get better? Yes. Oh, of course he and, is. And, and, and anything is going to be better than the limited stuff we saw from him this year. But do I think he's going to be Josh Allen? Dude, Josh Allen's special. Yeah. That's that's just. And when, and, when, and when Josh Allen came to the league, everybody said his throwing motion was not going to work. Dable really helped him change his throwing motion. It took a long time for Josh Allen. And the same thing with a lot of these. We don't know what these quarterbacks are going to transition into. And usually you have to wait three to four years to understand who they are as quarterback. We, we talk about Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields is going to be special. I really do. I, I think he could be special. I think Zach Wilson in the second half of the season, he looked like he could be special too. And then obviously we know about the, the guy from the Jacksonville Jaguars, now that Byron Leftwich is over there, which you were right, Jeff. I said it in the beginning of the show. You, you, you were dead on on where the Jacksonville Jaguars were going to go with their head coach. I mean, also Byron Also dead Lef- on with the Giants, with, with the Bills, John Shane, and, and, and it looks like Dayball's going to be Dayball's going to get the coach. There's another rumor, though, that just came out that he might he, – he, the Dolphins are pushing hard for him now, They're too. not getting him. So. I, I've heard everything that they're right now negotiating a deal with Dayball. So I, 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 I would – I believe by – Dayball's going to the Giants. Yeah, by, I believe by Friday – by Friday, Dable will be announced that he's going to be the next Giants head coach. And then they're going to introduce him on Monday or Tuesday. That's what I think the Giants are going to do. And I think that's the best move. You're keeping Daniel Jones. Everything that I've read, what Shane has said, he's keeping Daniel. And that's a good move for him. Because I think, you, you, why are you going to go out there and go tra- trade away draft picks and draft stock to bring a Deshaun Watson or bring in a Russell Wilson when you have a quarterback that has all the tangibles that you can succeed with? And look what Dable did with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, when he came into the league, he was more he had a strong arm, not accurate, and he was more looked at as a big mobile quarterback. That's what they thought of him when he came into the league. I mean if, Daniel if Jones you really look at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones and Josh I don't think it's a huge no, difference. There, there, there really is there really isn't a huge difference. No. Uh, they really they are the same guy because if you look so, except the uh, arm strength. It, 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 arm strength it, it, and yeah. oh, size. Daniel Jones ain't yeah, gonna be Daniel able to Jones take the Daniel Jones six Jones? almost six four. But he's not he's not as big as Josh no, Allen. No, but Josh Allen Josh is Allen a running came into back for, first of playing all, quarterback. When Josh Allen came into the league, he was thin. And so is Daniel he was thin. Jones. He was thin. He was 215 and, pounds. 220 so pounds. Did, but, but Josh Daniel Allen Jones will take the beating. Back. Daniel Jones, I don't think he's going to be able to. Daniel Jones is already starting to get beat up. That's because your offensive line stinks. I get it. I understand. But this is what Giants fans have been I saying honestly for think eight that years. Don, Daniel Build Jones, the offensive line. Daniel Jones has better le- – I think he's better on his feet, moving inside out of the pocket, than Josh Allen. Uh, I, Daniel no, Jones is 100 times faster than Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Times That's fine. That. But guess what? You, you can, don't sign you can, a quarterback because they're faster than somebody. No, he's got a good arm, too. A lot of, a lot of people did, though, right? Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. Michael And how's that Dick? working yeah, out in Baltimore? He won an MVP. And he's yeah, getting, he won an MVP. He, that's great for Lamar Jackson. And this is the what first year the they didn't Ravens? make the playoffs. This is the first year they didn't make the playoffs. Okay. But it's not. What, what has that brought not. the Ravens? Because guess what? Eventually, the league catches up to you speed-wise. We've seen it a million times. When the league figures him out, he can't throw the football. Okay, Jeff. What, what, what are you going to say? Yeah, I mean, if you look at what Daniel Jones is, it's not his fault he's getting killed. He's got all the tools to be good. 
he's just getting no help. You know, his rookie year, he was supposed to have help. Saquon Barkley got hurt. Is that Daniel Jones's fault? Nope. You know, I mean, like, give the kid a chance. Because honestly, Daniel Jones has all the same tools that Josh Allen does. I agree with you. And he's not, and he's not being utilized correctly. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that Dayball can bring it out in Josh Allen. Because if you remember when Josh Allen got drafted out of Wyoming, mm-hmm. he was just, he was a project. And uh, we're going to have to work project. on this. We're going to yep. have to work Agreed. on that. Right. And he was developed into something really, really good now. And that's what he can do with Daniel Jones, because, I mean, let's face it, that coaching staff gave him no help, none None help, no help. And and here's the thing. I do believe Daniel Jones and I know a lot of Giant fans don't like Daniel Jones, but there was there were certain games that really stood out to me. What Daniel Jones could do on and you know on the field, he can he can make every single throw. He is an accurate. He could do the over the shoulder. Just go back to that Thursday night game against Washington. Mm-hmm. They win that game if Darius Slayton could catch it because he Daniel Jones threw a 50-yard St- touchdown. Sterling Shepard dropped the dropped. ball, too, in that game. Right? Kenny Galladay dropped a, dropped oh God, a snap please. for a touchdown in that game. Please. Right? Daniel Jones has been making the throws. It's He needs a little bit of help. And, and I think with with Dable coming in, I think Dable could absolutely clean up the mess. He's got one year. What? Who has Daniel one year? Jones no, has it, one year. no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Not that... If for, they don't see significant for, for what progress, Shane, for what Shane said at his press conference, and, and, and what he said is that he is going to build this offensive roster through Daniel Jones. That's what he it's said. Not even what Joe, it's not even what Shane said. Go and look at what what the Mara family said about him. Mm-hmm. Go read those that, quotes. That's because he's a Manning boy. But and God, did you ever hear? You heard it? Did, I, I don't know if I talked to you about it. Did you hear what Kyle Rudolph said about him? What did Kyle Rudolph say? Kyle Rudolph said that he's been in a league. He's been he's been an all pro player and a pro bowl tight yes. end in this league. Do you know that he, Kyle Rudolph says he's the best quarterback he's ever played with? I mean, the no, quarterback I, I know he played with was Kirk Cousins. Uh, so. That's not true. He played with Brett Favre at one point. Brett Favre was throwing to him. It doesn't matter. Brett Favre took them all the way to the NFC title. He game. did. He was also okay? forty three years that, old. That's fine. He said he has said that Daniel Jones has the most talent that he's ever played with on the field. And when you hear that from Kyle Rudolph, and he wasn't, he wasn't, excuse my language, bullshitting anybody because he was on WFAN, and uh, when he was, I think it was, uh, it, it wasn't, um, it was the Tiki and, what's that other show? Yeah, Tierney. Tierney. It was Tierney and Tiki. Yeah. When they asked him the question, who's the best quarterback you've ever played with, straight up, hands down, he says Daniel Jones has more talent than any quarterback he's ever played with. So when you're hearing that from a, an all-pro tight end that's been in a league for, what, 12 years and has been a consistent tight end, that says a lot about this kid. Build the offensive line around him and give him players. Give him playmakers. Tony is a star. He's got to stay on the field. You need a star wide receiver that's going to help out in the open field so he can so it can create separation, something they haven't had in a very long time. I agree with you. But here's the thing, right? All these drafting quarterbacks have the potential to be as good as everyone says they can be. That's why they get drafted in the first round, the top seven, the, the number one overall pick. Jamarcus Russell had one of the greatest arms we've ever seen. But he went to the Oakland Raiders, and they were a dumpster fire at that time. And, his, and he didn't want to play That's not what happened. And I'll tell you, no, I, he, I watched he was the documentary. Lazy. He was lazy. That's it. He was That's out it. of shape. Well, I, I understand lazy. all that. That was it. But the organization let him, eh, all right, he, he's they gave him. Russell. They gave him a $55 million contract, almost, what, $45 million guaranteed. Right. He was a party animal. He was going out and right. partying every single night. Do you, okay. not, Got do, you, 
but do now you not know the story about the playbook with Jamarcus Russell. Do you couldn't understand it. I, I'm not, but I'm saying talent wise, because that's what everyone's saying right now, right? Jamarcus Russell was one of the greatest arm talents this league's at. Ryan Leaf, another guy. Busts are a because they don't have potential. <laughs> They're busts because the system fit. Josh Rosen, perfect example. I don't, I, Josh I don't Rosen has all the tools of the chamber and yet cannot get on a football field to save his life. So don't tell me Daniel Jones. I know Daniel Jones has potential. I know Daniel Jones can start in the NFL. But Daniel Jones. You just, you're a Giants fan and you just don't like him. No, it has nothing to do with like and dislike. We know that Daniel Jones is getting killed back there. But guess what? Daniel Jones, I hate to say this, but if everyone was shitting on Eli for, oh, well, he's the worst quarterback in the NFL and the offensive line was I told Giants slightly fans better when he retires, they're going to regret it. I right. said it. But now. Dave Gettleman and the lack of building that all line, the lack of building a defense that can carry your offense, the lack of leadership. If Daniel, Daniel Jones, if Daniel Jones stepped up if, as a leader, if, then if Daniel Jones, do that. if Daniel Jones was in the Arizona Cardinals, he would have played better than Kyler Murray in that game. Oh, I don't get he would have played Kyler better. Murray he because... would have been better than Kyler Murray in that game because Kyler Murray. Let's be honest. Kyler and Murray's going to start playing baseball. And I soon. no, he's not. I, oh, I, I love I love Kyler Murray. I think he's one of my favorite players in the league. Love the way he plays. He's the determination and what he what he's done so far at his size in the league. When he played in that playoff game, Arizona, and expected to compete with the L.A. Rams, he completely quit. I don't know where he no his his head wasn't in the game. He quit. He didn't quit. He, he, he panicked. No, I don't think he quit. He panicked. He panicked. He panicked. And I think Daniel Jones playing at that same position and that same game, I think Daniel Jones would have given him a better chance to win that game. Daniel Jones intangibles, his way, his, first of all, throwing the ball, he's got a, a tremendous amount of size behind the pocket. He, he, you, may, you might make it seem like he's standing, whatever. He's tall. He's six, almost 6'4". Six, he's got length. He can run the ball a lot better than run. you. No, I didn't say he can't run. He, I know he can run. He can run the ball I very mean, well, and he's an accurate thrower. He's a very accurate thrower. He just doesn't have the arm strength like Josh Allen. But who does? Patrick Mahomes? Zach he Wilson? Does have good arm strength. He does have good arm strength, though. And not for nothing, Tyler and Speedy are both Giants fans. Mm-hmm. Here's the honest question, right? Because I think the answer would be two or three or four more, right? But we'll see what you said. How many more games would the Giants have won? If the Giants receivers would have it cut, just cut their drops in half, three, four, I would say two, just because they got blown out a lot too. <laughs> right, but but they would, but think about that. The, the two or three more wins in the NFL is an enormous amount of wins. Yeah, all right. last year, last year the Patriots, everyone was like, "Oh, Patriots stink." They were nine and seven. Everyone this year was like, "Oh, the Patriots are pretty good." They only won ten games, mm-hmm. and that's with an extra game. So think about the the narrative. Uh, three more wins makes the difference in that narrative. Definitely the Washington right? game you were saying. I, w- I would say the Falcons game, too, because that was a low-scoring game, and that was so <laughs> sloppy for a while. So, yeah, that, they probably win that one, too. He could have beaten the Saints, too. They beat the Saints. Oh, uh, right, but uh, This is what I'm true. saying. If he just even remotely got a little bit of help where they, he just cut their drops in half, I think your view on Daniel Jones would be vastly different. I mean, so the, the, the play that he made, the catch, that one-handed catch uh, that he <laughs> that made. That was the Panthers game. That was a spark of that game. There was 3-3, and then all of a sudden the Giants got all the momentum after that. I, I, I mean, not for nothing, I realize he takes a lot of shit for it, right, because it's like a meme and everyone laughs at him. It's funny. But until he tripped and fell at the 10 or whatever he fell at, 
that that run by Daniel Jones, that was one of the fastest runs in NFL history yep. by a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was unreal speed that he showed to get by everybody. That was an amazing play. Ben says Nick Foles and Aaron Rodgers have the same amount of Super Bowl victories, Super Bowl MVPs, and MB- NFC championships. Mm-hmm. Snug says 100% Titans lost that game. Tannehill forcing the ball with 20 seconds left in the game was ridiculous. And is Daniel Jones better than Dak Prescott? Nah, that's crazy talk. No, first of all, not right now, but can Daniel Jones be as good as Dak Prescott? Absolutely. But you want to know why I would take Dak over Daniel Jones? No reason else. You don't know what Daniel Jones is. That's fine. They're both inconsistent, right? Well, Dak has better we- weapons. If Hold Daniel on. Jones had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, and Gallup, do you, you think he'd be as bad as he is? In, no, in the he'll probably field? give you Dak-like numbers, but I would still take Dak. You know why? Why? Dak's a leader. The Giants don't have a leader on this team. There's none. There's zero. But that's not true. If you listen to Kyle you can, Rudolph. You can, say, you can say that he's a leader, but he's really not a leader. His best wide receiver hates his guts. And that's why they're trading the best wide receiver. Amari Cooper. I've heard that too. I'm him and Amari Cooper are not getting along. And that's well, that that's, I, I've, I've that's, read some that's why they're that's why they're that trading. That's complete BS. They're keeping Amari Cooper. No, they're not. No, they're not. They can't they can't afford him. I I'm just telling you what the article said. Mm-hmm. That it's All right. That they're saying I mean, the I, Cowboys they're not getting rid of him. I, I'm telling you right now, there's no way they're going to be able to keep Lawrence, Amari Cooper, and especially with Zeke's contract, and nobody's going to take it. Well, everybody keeps saying, trade Zeke, trade Zeke. Nobody's taking that contract. I and agree. if they And if they drop that contract and they release him, what is that on the cap? I think it's like 14, 15 million. There's yeah, no way. Cap, right. they're, not, they're not doing that. So they're going to have they to keep that. They might trade Demarcus Lawrence because Leighton Van Der Esch No, Demarcus Lawrence, important. they're going to drop. They're going to drop him. They're going to release him. No, you got to trade a pass. They, you're you not, can't let him walk. You're not going to get anything for him. A fourth-round pick is better than nothing. I don't even know if you're going to get a fourth for him. I mean, how old is Demarcus Lawrence? I mean, uh, Lamarcus. Yeah, 28. 28, 28 29. Yeah, he's 28. Yeah, he was the 2014 draft. He's getting He's 28, there. 29, and for a pass rusher, you're, you're on the tail end. You're almost at the tail end of your career right there. No, I know. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but cutting him is dumb. Even if you get a fifth or a sixth, get something back. Cutting him, cutting him doesn't really do anything because you've still got a cap hit. I think, but a lot of people, but a lot of people aren't willing. This is just the position a lot of teams are in, where fifth and sixth round picks can be valuable because they only cost a half a million dollars against your salary cap. And for a team that might be willing to trade for them, that might be up against the cap, they're not going to be willing to take on that salary. That's why you might not be able to get anything for. Right. That's that's what I think too. I mean, I guess it would depend on the team. I don't have the caps sitting in front of me. But, but Demarcus Lawrence isn't performing to that contract, nope. though. So why would you take? Why would any team want to take on that contract when I can take a chance? A guy for a half a million dollars can do the job just as good as he will. Absolutely, the unfair truth. He's a name. He's a name. He was a name but two no years one cares ago. About Nobody names. cares. That's yeah. why you see names get dumped every year. Go back the Buccaneers. The, Errol called me crazy. He's like, "There's no way that happens." Remember what I told you? Oh, the Buccaneers are going to tell uh, Ger- uh, Gerald McCoy, "See you later," and you're like, "No way." Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's a name. Who cares? Out the door. Yeah, but even even Gerald McCoy, he was like 32, 33 when they did that. This, um, now, Lawrence is a 28-year-old player, but he's he's lost it. McCoy was still at the top of his game when he went he went over there to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You, you see plenty of dudes that are names not be able to even get on teams. What was Ocho Cinco at the end of his career? Just a name. No one, no one cares about a name. Yep. 
No one cares. I understand it's going to be hard to trade him. As a cowboy, I explore all those options before I come. They will, but I don't think they're going to get much for him even if they trade him. Well, are you going to get a six-round draft pick? Go ahead. Get a six-round draft pick for him. Nobody's taking that contract. The Nobody. Other, the other problem, too, is he's kind of a one-dimensional player, too. It's not like he has balance Somebody like the Jets. Somebody players. like the Jets, if he becomes available, he would be something. Because that's what the Jets need. They need outside pass rushers. There you go. If he becomes a, but the Jets aren't trading But the Jets picks. are not going to trade picks. <clears throat> Joe for Douglas will not that do contract. that. The Jets, will, not the Jets will take him on if he gets cut by the yeah. Cowboys or yes. something like that because they need a speed rusher. Yes. A uh, team that will need a speed rusher that I maybe is Jets, that away and can afford it. How many top 100 it. picks do you have? Seven? They're not trading any of them. Not, to, that, not, that. To, not to the Cowboys. I get that. But you have like 12 picks in this year's draft. No, right? they don't. They have uh, nine. Okay. They have nine. And also the way Joe Douglas operates, get... he's not they're gonna make the if he gonna make if he's gonna make a trade like that, they're gonna make the Cowboys take on at least half of the contract. Absolutely. I mean, you, I mean the problem is, Tyler, you need to look at it as if you were a GM of a team. If you're the GM of a team, well, right now, are, you tra- are you well, are you trading for him knowing that his contract far exceeds his value? Are you what would you trade for him? I'm not if I I'm not I understand why you guys say I'm not personally trading for him. But as the Cowboy GM, I'm not just cutting him without trying to make sure nobody in the league wants him for a sixth or fifth round pick. That's all I'm saying. And you're, right now, we don't know if that team's option, there fine. because teams are trying to manage their cap as it is right now. There's so many teams that are going into this offseason over the cap that has to cut the players that they need. The, the teams that need edge rushers, we kind of can, can speculate on contending teams that need edge rushers, the Colts, the Bills, teams like that. But th- those teams have to have the right cap situations. Then you need a, an offer where they need to either be desperate enough to trade that level of a draft pick or have the Cowboys take on half the salary cap. And both and those not, organizations, just... I don't think, are going to be like that. And it's not just the salary cap room this year, too, because you got to consider he's got like three more years left on that deal. So you need to you need to like take into account. I'm going to bring in a guy in that I don't even know if he fits our system or not. And I'm still going to make a three year commitment at whatever that number is. That's insane. Who who would do that? And, and, And CJ says J.D. is not trading any picks, period. If they do, it's for a QB needy, needy team. That has a hard on for Matt Coral. That's about it. That's what he's saying. And and and, and to me, I don't think that. First of all, I don't think the Jets. The only way the Jets are trading the tenth pick, which I'm hearing they will trade down for that pick, is if they get. It, it's with Philadelphia or a team like that. Philly's going to give you one or two first round, or they they'll give the fifteenth pick in their second round pick that's to move up move up over there. That's that's about <clears> it. There's no way the Jets are going to just give away picks, especially what they did with Flacco. And I'll say this. That was one of the worst moves that J.D. has made when it comes to the draft. I know it was only a fifth-round pick, but why would you give a fifth-round pick for Joe Flacco when you all you had to do the year before that was re-sign him in the offseason? It made no sense why they did that, and they gave up a fifth-round pick, even though they didn't need that fifth-round pick with the amount of picks that they have uh, top-heavy in this year's draft. But again, we're not talking about. Well, we'll talk about that in the like offseason. We'll talk about that in the offseason. We're talking about the, and we have uh, we have Jarrell Worthy coming on, and we're going to talk about the Packers because he's a former Packer, and uh, 
he really grew up as a as a Packer player. So we'll yeah, get, you get to ask him about that terrific performance Saturday. Night. We will, so and we're going to get it. And after we get off with Jarrell, we're going to go through every single game because we're still going to have to go through the Packers game. We're, we're still going to go through the the the, uh, the Buccaneers game, and uh, we're going to go through the Buffalo Kansas City, which I believe was the best game of the weekend and one of the greatest games I've ever seen offensively from a quarterback. And I'll tell you this: it, Buffalo really screwed up at the end of the fourth quarter with 13 seconds left, and I'm going to explain why they screwed up. Uh, well, I understand, you know, obviously, you know, McDermott is not put in that position with 13 seconds left. You're up by three, and you sit there and you say, well, what, do I, what should I do to keep Pat Mahomes and keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes? But, you know, when you sit down and you think about what he could have done to shave at least four seconds off the clock, there are many ways he could have done it, and I think he, you know, now, after this, what happened with McDermott in this game, a lot of teams are going to look at that game and then really start to look at, if I'm put in that position with 15, 16 seconds left of the game, what do I have to do to keep the ball out of the great quarterback's hand where he can all he has to do is put the ball, make two plays, put two plays together, and get right on the 40-yard line where you kick, 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 kick a 50-yard field goal. So uh, we will get into that, and there's a couple of things that I was thinking of over the weekend and I kind of put it together. And, and, and to me, that was the game. Because as soon as whoever won that coin toss, I thought was going to win the game. And as soon as he called tails, uh, as soon as uh, Allen called tails, I knew they were losing that game. Because as soon as I knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to take the – I knew he was going to take the ball down the field the way the game was going. So – and Buffalo's defense was tired. Kansas City's defense got tired after they lost – what's his name again? The Honey Badger right. in, 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 at the end of the third quarter. They weren't the same no, defense. They did. They want, no, that's not even true. They lost Honey Badger the first series of the game. Was it the first series? Yeah. Of, yeah. It was the did he first come, series Didn't he come game? back into the game? I don't think nope. so. No, he, no, he nope. wasn't concussion. He got the knee. Right he the got head. the knee to the back of the head, and he was done. They won that. They won that game with Honey Badger playing two plays. For in the fourth quarter, the Kansas City Chiefs looked tired. They they did. Their defense looked really really tired. Really, with the last six minutes of the game, Josh Allen running those plays, and even with four, how many fourth in fourth and elevens, fourth and tens, did we see Josh Allen? Uh, you know, complete. It was sensational. But we'll get into that a little bit later, uh, Jeff. I want you to call yeah. back because we're going to go into the other games with you, and I'd like you to be a part of it. Uh, sure, I will. I will definitely do that. Before I go, a little piece of trivia for you, Errol. See mm-hmm. if you know the answer. Yeah. Any of you guys? Yeah. Only two times in NFL history has a team in the playoffs taken the lead with less than twenty seconds and lost. The Bills were one to the Chiefs on Sunday night. Do you know the other one? Ah, uh, Bills. Is it uh, recent? Or is it like forty years ago? It was. It's super. It's super famous, and it's not forty years ago. It's within the last twenty. Last twenty. I think it's the within the last Bills twenty. Bills, the Music City Miracle. The Music City Miracle, Speedy. There you go. The Bills blow it again with under twenty seconds. This franchise is cursed. What a dumpster fire they are. <laughs> Jeff, we'll talk to you in a little while. Jeff from Tampa. <laughs> we'll get him on again because uh, our guests should be joining us any minute. But uh, to finish up with the Bengals, and I want everybody to stay on because there's a lot to talk about with these games. And I, and I, a lot of this this show is going to be based on the divisional games. And we will get at the end of the show. We will get into the whole uh, David Ortiz thing because I got my own thoughts to it and I, how the NFL could even think, do do one for one well, and not for the MLB. other. So. I know you hate the NFL right now. The MLB. Uh, well, I, I don't like – Rob Manfred's the worst commissioner in, in professional sports. 
And he, he should, in yep. 2024, if Theo Epstein doesn't take the job for him, I think the NFL and the owners are a bunch of idiots. Okay, because there shouldn't be no reason why Rob Manfred should keep that job. As stupid it right now, this strike is. They haven't even. I mean, they're in they're conversation right now. They are talking, but it's not. It's not going anywhere. It, it, it's not even close. And we're already almost in February. I, I, I'm going to say this. I don't think there's a negotiating deal until April. Okay? So that means you're going to miss. They're probably only going to play 100 games this year. I, I, that's what I'm predicting. There's, there's no way they're playing 162 games this year. Not the way this is moving and the pace it's moving. And that has a lot to do with Rob Manford and his stupidity with the way he wants to change you know, laws and rules in the major leagues. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be talking to former Packers, Bills, and Buccaneers defensive tackle, Jarrell Worthy, here on the Sports Line Mounts. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy. I'm wearing dirty underwear, Petey. And Tyler, a.k.a. I've got a headache, Harrison. Remember, you can call us at 631-672-3108. Download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN, or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Check out our website by going to www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out all our stories, our interns, our great stories, our written stories. By the way, check out my giant story, which I thought was very, very funny about the Grinch. That's all Christmas. It's, it's really, really funny. So check it out. Uh, we have great shows around the country, uh, a Weapons Hot, a Jets show, uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Hickey show on the mornings, is fantastic on, I think, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Monday, Thursday. I'm sorry, Mondays and Thursdays. It was, it's always switched around. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, and all the other shows on our network, great, great talent on our network. But uh, as, as everybody knows, we were getting this guy on the show. Very happy to have him. We are now talking to former Packers, Bills, and Buccaneers defensive tackle, Jarrell Worthy. What's going on, Jarrell? Man, what's going on, guys? Um, I'm so excited to be on the show tonight. Uh, you guys are rocking right now. So um, I'm going to try to add a little bit of flavor, man. I'm excited to be here. I like flavor. You know what I mean? It, it depends. It, it better not be vanilla and plain. It's got to be some kind of <laughs> chocolate or, yeah. you know, some cookies and cream or something. What, what are you clapping about? What are you? No, I'm not clapping. For? I'm saying time what, what, What's the time? We're going to ignore the Green Bay Packer hoodie that he's got on. Why? I, I mean, I thought we were a non-biased party here. Why? He played for the Packers. What's wrong with that? I mean, I feel like he's going to get very upset. You see, he's wearing a Michigan State hat, too. You well, know, that's fine. Yeah, I got it. Look, look. I got, you see my bills back there, that's too. Right. I know you're <laughs> look, look, look. He's got all his, all his teams covered. Nah, we're out here. We're out here, man. Well, you, you had a fantastic career. You were in the league quite a few years. You played for the Green Bay Packers, the New England Patriots, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Detroit Lions, the Buffalo Bills, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then at the end end, you played for the Orlando Apollos. So, so, yeah, how so, crazy is that? So you, you've been in it. You, you played a long time. You were a second round yeah. draft pick in 2012. Uh, pick uh, 51. It's a very interesting. You had a very interesting career. Before we get into your career, Tell the fans uh, what you've been doing since your career has been over. Man, um, I've been doing a plethora of things. Um, I'm in the community now. I still compete at the highest level. Uh, I've got a seven-on-seven team that competes nationally. Like We're pretty damn good. 
Um, so we're pretty excited about that. It's called Metro 7 GA. Um, so I'm down based out of outside of Atlanta. Um, there's a lot of cream of the crop as far as football and recruiting is concerned. Uh, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I also work for an engineering company now, man. So I'm kind of competing in a whole different realm, um, having jobs and pursuing things um, with my mind more so than with my body now. So um, I'm in the community, man. I'm engaging and uh, I'm very excited about where we are right now. So wh- why don't we get into uh, the Green Bay Packers this weekend before we get into oh, anything? And I know you're a Green Bay guy. That's really where your, your career started. Yes, sir. Uh, and they're the ones that drafted you. So why don't, we, why don't we get into the Green Bay Packers? And a lot of people throughout social media after the game ended, they were attacking Aaron Rodgers. They were blaming mm-hmm. everything on Aaron Rodgers. Now, it was before the game started, it, it, they said the windshield took it all the way to negative five, negative six. It started snowing in the third quarter. And it, it didn't stop. It was very slippery. Yeah. The ground was hard. And it, it's not easy to play in that weather. As you know, you played over there. It's one of the coldest players, places to play. And when it's snowing and it's that cold, uh, you might as well just sit there and hopefully you're, you're, you're going to run the ball very well, which the Packers didn't do very well, or either did San Francisco. So watching the game, what stood out of the game? And do you blame Aaron Rodgers for that particular game? Um. I, I don't want to necessarily blame him to an extent. Um, I just think uh, for the decision-making, uh, when I went back and looked at, you know, his statistics, um, he was 20 for 29, 225, uh, no tugs, no picks. But, you know, when I looked at his number of targets and spread out amongst his players, um, 20 of those 20, I think 21 of those 29 attempts um, were targeted either between Aaron Jones or Devontae Adams. And the most targeted person after that, was Randall Cobb at only one target. And so, like, when you talk about um, spreading the ball around, you talk about the offense moving. Um, when I'm used to seeing the Green Bay Packers moving at a high level, it's Randall Cobb's involved. you got Valdez Scanley involved. Um, you've got Tungan involved. Uh, you have Dylan, A.J. Dylan involved. So when their offense is at a very high level, man, it's by committee. It's never necessarily the the one or two guys. I just think that, um, you know, in, t- in close games like that, man, Aaron Rodgers has to 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 find a way to go ahead to, to take control. Um, as you've seen against Tom Brady um, against the Rams. I mean, at some point, Tom says, hey, I got to I got to sling it. I got to find a way to get in the end zone. I've got to find a way to put my team in contention. And I just think that a rod uh, in that type of situation, man, especially against the 49ers with everything that's been going on this season. Um, a team that's been reeling and kind of limped into the playoffs, I would have loved to see the Packers come out and dominate that game, man. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get it done. So you played with the Packers for three years, and they actually have one of the more unique team cultures. They have a fan-owned team that has different stockholders within it, within fans. I own a stock. I own two of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. So also you have all these meet and greets, all, all, all the players. You have all these different radio things that these, the players did there that's very different than a lot of other teams have. So what was that team culture really like and also the fan culture across Green Bay and the state of Wisconsin really as a whole? Man, it was awesome, bro. Um, I mean, coming from the Big Ten, we actually had bad blood because we go against Wisconsin often. and We <laughs> end up playing them in the Big Ten Championship. Um, then Green Bay drafts me that year. So a lot of the fan base already knew who I was coming from the collegiate level. Um, but realistically, man, when you become a Packer, you become a part of that organization at any level, at any capacity. I mean, you're like family. So 
Um, you know, I've got friends that are not even in the football organization in Green Bay that I still keep in contact with. Um, you know, guys that are in the local fire department, um, you know, police officers and things of that nature, just because, um, you know, you can walk into your local grocery store and everybody was really respectful. Like, even though you're a star, um, you know, everybody was pretty cool about, you know, letting you go about your way and your business. The only two people I know that couldn't go out in public was Clay and Aaron. Um, uh, <laughs> like they were the only ones that couldn't necessarily uh, go out in public without, you know, the crowd trying to maul them. Um, I remember catching A-Rod uh, late night, right before like a Best Buy was about to close with the, <laughs> with, the, with the James Bond hat on. He's got the shades on. I'm like, it's 930 at night, dude. You, we know we know it's you. But uh, I mean, we had some fun, man, up there, dog. But from Call of Duty late night, uh, because I, obviously it's not a lot of stuff to do. So we had a lot of team camaraderie, man. Um, and that's what made us uh, a, a really close-knit team. And, and you're able to win games when you got a lot of trust amongst your team. Hello, Mr. Worthy. How are you? Um, I, I was kidding about the sort of thing before. But when – now, I'm just going to ask this question because I, I feel like it needs to be addressed in some way, shape, or form. There are a lot of – not a lot of – but you have this kind of stigma that follows A-Rod or Aaron Rodgers around, as you like to call him. And it, is it true? Like, why do why are people so easy to blame Aaron Rodgers for not being a good teammate, not being a good leader? You were first-handly there. Was yeah. Aaron Rodgers a good leader? Was he a good teammate? Oh, yeah. Nah, he's really the, he's really one of the coolest guys you would want to play with. Um, I mean, because he knows the game, and he knows it doesn't have to, he does, it doesn't have to be as stressful as it is. Um, you know, he plays the game at such a high level that, that there's things that you would have to go through and game plan with other teams that you might not necessarily have to do that with A-Rod just because he's always a step ahead. Um, I remember when he first got hurt with his collarbone, um, he actually kind of he kind of drove a little bit of a stake between the, the team because management wasn't allow him wasn't allowing him to play on Sunday. But he was torching us in practice. And so like we, for like three, four weeks, bro, while we waiting on this collarbone to heal, he's gutting us in practice, <laughs> killing all of our our uh, <laughs> all of our momentum going into Sunday, man, just because, you know, it's hard to face a guy that can drop it into a bucket um, and whenever he wants to. And uh, at the end of the day, man, A-Rod is a hell of a player, hell of a teammate. Um, he's got that Cali swag and a lot of people don't know how to, how to get with that, but he's really a, a cool, like the other side of the pillar. We are talking to former Packers bills and Buccaneers defensive tackle, Jarrell worthy. Now, Jarrell, just like Tyler was saying, everybody keeps taking shots at Aaron Rodgers, and he's the headline top story for the the Packers, but there is a story coming out, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks and 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 couple of months that Devonte Adams might want out, and and that uh, before the season even started, uh, there were stories coming out from Las Vegas that uh, he has a good relationship with Derek Carr, and that that could be a place that he might want to end up with over over there. But even with Aaron Rodgers leaving and Aaron Rodgers coming out the other day saying that he is not going to make a decision on what he is doing, either leaving or retiring until uh, obviously the waving, the waving part of uh, the season, when the season's over, I think two, three weeks after uh, you right. can wave players. Are, are, are you seeing that this team is, is like when you, when you look at Aaron Rodgers and you looking at Devonte Adams, it's a, it's a two man, you know, a two man tree and that, if Devontae Adams wants out, Aaron Rodgers wants out, or it, it's a, a two-man process that if you want Aaron Rodgers, you got to go after Devontae Adams? Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, they're definitely a package deal. Um, 
when you're talking about the type of success that Devontae Adams has had, and I mean, right now these guys are like Steph Curry and Clay. I mean, they're tied at the hip when it comes to the stats and the amount of explosive plays that they come up with on, you know, each and every Sunday. Um, how effortless it is for A-Rod to put the ball wherever he wants. Um, and realistically, like building that type of talent, um, that type of chemistry, uh, it, it, you know, even though you can go to another great quarterback is like Derek Carr. Um, I mean, these guys haven't played with each other since college. So when you're talking about building that type of chemistry back up, um, I mean, you gotta, you gotta talk about, you know, Devontae when you're talking about A-Rod um, and especially knowing the fact that A-Rod wants to win so bad and don't want to be in the, the Peyton Manning discussion or, um, you know, only kind of having one or, or not being able to lead a great a great team to another championship. Um, you know, A-Rod is going to want to have his, his, his ring man right next to him. So I definitely think you would put them in both in the same category. So a lot has been made of the fact that because the Packers are – they don't have a real owner. They haven't been a team that spends a lot of money in free agency. Then they start to do it for the last three or four years. Do you think that's something that has driven a lot of like outside players, like top outside players away from wanting to join the Packers the same way you see them have seen them join the Rams recently and the Buccaneers. And could that be something that has to change if they want to have any shot at maybe keeping Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams? Uh, yeah, I think for me, um, it's got to continuously start with the O-line. Um, I think, you know, anytime that where you see A-Rod uh, go down, um, it's been a difficult time for the offensive line. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, if you have opportunities to build that out, uh, you know, Batinari has been in and out the lineup. Um, he's kind of been up and down, but they've found a replacement that's been able to uh, fill his void. I mean, now obviously it's not, you know, Batinari, but when you're talking about, you know, A-Rod being protected, man, that's where you that's where you have to start first. Um, and then realistically, man, they need another athletic tight end that's going to be able to open up those seam routes. Uh, you know, when when A-Rod had that comfort level with Jermichael Finley um, and, uh, you know, you know, Corliss and those guys, you know, running those seam routes, the offense was, a, was able to open up in a, in a totally different way um, than we're seeing today. And so, I just think at the end of the day, man, you got to start with O-line. You got to start with easy pass catching tight ends for this guy. Um, And I think, you know, realistically, man, you got to ask A-Rod who he wants to play with. Mm. I mean, you've never never sit here. um, No one's ever gotten, uh, been at the table and say, hey, man, you know, these top receivers are out here on the market. Do you have any great relationships with these guys? You know, how do you feel about it? Um, I'm sure A-Rod will tell you, shoot, I would love to play with this guy here. love to play with that guy there. and essentially, when you start to see the the top receivers get traded um, for really like, you know, nickels and pennies, man, I, it definitely would make you upset if you're a, a, a high profile quarterback wanting to find uh, good talent. We'd be amiss if we didn't know. You, I know that you obviously are a uh, head coach down there in Georgia, for the yes, Metro sir. 7 uh, football team. You look like you're about to have a very long night of studying film. Dude, I'm locked in, man. You see my whiteboard behind me, man. I, I, I do. I do. One one for the skipper. I, I understand. I'm with you. Yes, sir. So being a former player and, you know, we're grown men, mm-hmm. teaching little kids is one of the most patient, testing, hard-to-do things you can do in life. Anything. You're trying to teach them schemes and formats. What is the biggest challenge you face day in and day out trying to coach these kids? Um, I think realistically, realistically, man, just consistently getting them to believe in themselves. Um, I think for me personally, social media is kind of, uh, 
taking out uh, the joy of a process. Um, kids see shit and they think they are supposed to have it like right away. They see a process. They see a kid making plays and they think they're automatically a four or five star. Um, but a lot of their idols, a lot of the people they looked up to, they don't necessarily understand the long road that it took to be become that person. And so I think at the end of the day, um, shedding light on that um, and getting kids to really understand that, you know, hey, man, it's consistency every single day in order to become that 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 star on Sunday. So um, once I get a chance to to get kids to buy in and to want to give that same, that effort uh, every single day, um, you know, coaching them becomes the easiest part, man. Like, you know, they got to have the want to in order for me to break through as far as the the mental. So we'll. Uh, once I get that out the way, man, it's, it's been pretty easy. We are talking to former Packers, Bills, and Buccaneers defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy. Now, Jarrell, we, we've watched – I think this is probably the best divisional weekend we've ever seen when it comes to football. The games oh are God. so I, awesome. Smiled and cried, man. <laughs> Absolutely. When you go from top to bottom, from the Bengals in Tennessee to the Packers in San Francisco with the weather that it was, then you have Brady and the Rams and Matthew Stafford's first real run uh, through the playoffs, and then obviously that unbelievable game with Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen that will always be remembered and will always stand out. Was there a game that really stood out to you out of all the rest, not just the Packers, because I know you're a Packers guy. Was there a game that really stood out from all the rest? And is there a quarterback in the playoffs besides Aaron Rodgers and obviously Tom Brady that really stood out to you where you see not only the future of growth from that quarterback, but really where the league is going to transition to when it comes to that quarterback play? Oh, well, you would have to start with with Joe Burrow first. Um, I think obviously the young gunner out of Cincinnati, man, um, the one that, that literally has ice in his veins, um, Kevin McAllister really be throwing that thing, man. And I'm, and I'm telling you, dude, uh, I, I'm just so impressed at, at his confidence every single week. I mean, he's getting knocked around. I mean, they're getting hits on him, um, but he's still threading the needle. He still stands in the pocket, and he just finds ways to win. I think Joe Burrow uh, realistically can take the league to a whole nother level. Um, his skill set obviously is not Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, but he wins fucking games. Like he wins games and he wins games at at a at a at a great amount, man, especially when his team needs him. Um, I will say him first and foremost. Uh I wouldn't necessarily say this is a young quarterback, but realistically, Matt Stafford being out of Detroit and having, you know, the type of coaching that he has around him, you could possibly see him compete up into that 40, 42 year old range because he's a hell of a quarterback. He's been in a terrible situation, though. Um, when you look at Detroit, man, as a as a whole, they they've essentially put on the shelf three or four Hall of Famers, man, um, be just because of the way the organization has been ran. So Matt Stafford, um, I think he's got some uh, some resurgence, man. He's got some fresh legs now um, getting those two playoff wins. I really I really think that the, the that the Rams have an opportunity to be around for the next three or four years if he's playing at this type of level. So I want to go back to the Bills because you played with them in a year in 2017. That was a kind of culture-changing year for them. That was right before Josh Allen was drafted, but they make the playoffs. They Like the Bengals this year, ending their playoff win drought, the Bills ended their making the playoff drought, and you were a part of that team. So what were some of those experiences like towards the end of that season and with, with the Bills fans as a whole, kind of really changing that team culture too? Well, really, to be honest with you, man, it's, it first started with Sean McDermott. Um, I mean – no, kudos to Rex Ryan. To be honest with you, I love playing for Rex. 
Um, he's a hell of a player. Sexy Rexy. <laughs> dude, he talks, he talks so much stuff. And I just, I, I enjoy playing with him because that's just the type of player that I am. But when you had Sean McDermott came in to Buffalo, it had a Green Bay type of feel because there was a, there was a direct process. Um, and there was an appreciation for every single person in the building. And you saw it kind of come together. Um, what I respect about Sean is that, like, he doesn't necessarily need the best players in order to get the best out of a guy. Um, and he's willing to pour in, especially uh, on the defensive side uh, to get guys, you know, where they need to be. Um, I mean, he comes off that Andy Reed tree, man. So to be honest with you, he's, he, uh, he's got the formula in order to keep the bills around for at least the next decade. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said earlier engineering, you also are, in the field of engineering, correct? I am right now. Yes, I am, man. Um, so more so on the business development side um, and having an opportunity to grow my relationships in that category. Um, you know, for us right now, one of the biggest things, the hottest things on the market is really stadium design and construction. Hmm. Um, so, you know, having an opportunity to keep the fan engaged for more than 265 days a year. Um, when you look at, you know, situations like Green Bay, Title Town, uh, you look at, uh, you know, other stadiums in which they have uh, different venues around the stadium, man. It's Indianapolis. A, it's a, yeah, it's a really popping market, man. I think, you know, um, you're going to start to see uh, big entertainment start to surround these stadiums moving forward uh, because it really does drive in a big consumer. So the reason I brought that up was today Brandon Brooks retired. It's announced that he's going to go back to school. I don't know if it was law or business school, but he's going to go back to school to get his degree. As a former player, how hard is it? Because most of you guys love the game since you're four, five, six, seven years old. How hard is it to go, okay, I have to now find something else to be passionate about? And how, what is it like deciding whether or not it's time to hang it up? Um, I mean, well, sometimes, you know, uh, guys either decide whether that either physically or realistically just come from lack of opportunities. I think for me, um, I still try to stay in shape. Um, I haven't necessarily formally retired, um, but I think really more so it just kind of comes down to uh, if the phone calls are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of guys that are out on the street that are quality football players um, that necessarily haven't punched their own ticket as far as retirement. And, and so that is a that is something that everyone has to deal with um, in a certain realm. As far as guys that, you know, understand that they physically can play, Man, it, it's really more. It's really tough, bro, because you will never find another thrill like Sunday and like being out there on those white lines. And you have the highest, uh, the the most premier athletes on earth running around um, at the highest level, like like tackling a Derrick Henry or 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 hitting a Cam Newton or good luck. You know, he, like that's what I'm saying. Like these types of specimens. Um, my rookie year was Adrian Peterson's MVP year. So we had an opportunity to play this guy three times. We ended up playing him in the wild card as well. So like seeing these types of guys and, and this is the norm for you for seven, eight years in the league. Um, when those types of things kind of disappear, I think the, the biggest thing is just transitioning over and finding something that, that I guess the hairs on your skin to jump up a little bit. Right without going to jail, right? Without, <laughs> without ended up in a, in a, um, maybe a short stay is okay. Right. Yeah. So hot, say that one more time. I said, maybe a short stay in jail is okay. Just like, I mean, you know, like hours. Little, overnight, the, the think tank, little overnighter. Little. <laughs> 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 All 
Well, you don't want uh, you don't want Adrian Peterson using a switch on you. No. That's for oh. sure. No, I'm good on the switch. I'm good. <laughs> so, and uh, uh, it's it's been. I mean, the types of memories, yeah. man. Uh, the shit talking you get. Mm. Um, I mean, I've had some crazy ass games, and and you'll never get memories back like playing with guys like you know uh, Charles Woodson, mm. Donald Driver, uh, you know Clay Matthews, all those types of guys that I was brought into. Um, in Green Bay, like when I still share that that uh, that feeling with people, they they are kind of still in disbelief. Like, hey, you play with Charles Woodson? Like, like yeah, man. Like this was this was the OG. So, um, nah, man, it, it's definitely a great opportunity, a great exposure, man. So that's why we try to do our best to get kids to understand, man. It's a privilege and not a right. So I read and I've read that you have a podcast, and it's called. Cut the check podcast, and you do a lot of betting, and and it's my partner, my counterpartner from uh, one hundred three point nine FM. Uh, he he no longer does the show with me. Eric Coleman, ex NFL player, he does something on MSG right now uh, with a bunch of ex NFL players. So uh, he's become a betting, uh, I guess, guru. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> me, meanwhile, he always plays he always plays the spread what Vegas puts up. But I'm like, dude. How are you a guru when you're doing everything that Vegas tells you? That's not a guru. No. That's a copycat. <laughs> you know. So I said, why don't you come? Why don't you come and, and and pick a game out that you know it doesn't make sense, and maybe you you show people that you are a guru. But he he tells me you know on social media that he is the guru, and he will beat me any possible time if I made a bet with him in any any game in basketball, baseball, yeah. hockey, or football, which I think he's out of his mind. That's just my opinion. But what made you decide a pod, to to start a podcast, and how how good are you when it comes to picking from the spread? Oh man, I've been um, I've, I'm over five hundred. I would oh, say that. I think at the end of the day, man, it takes time because obviously the league is a shaky situation. Um, so uh, knowing personnel, knowing uh, you know the players involved, I think that kind of gives me an advantage and understanding like how the game is being played. And um, and realistically, man, a lot of people want to bet uh kind of the favorites just because it's an easy thing to do eric um, yeah but you know i mean realistically for me um i always try to analyze some things because you just never know the emotional state of a team that week um and so you really want to do your due diligence man before you know taking the the, the over on some things i got a question for you okay okay because eric and me when we were doing a show together, we went back and forth with this particular question i want to know your honest opinion <laughs> yeah, let's are, do it. are you a basketball fan I am, yeah. Uh, all right, okay. So our argument on one show, it was practically the whole show because we went back and forth, and he can't sell me on this. He told me a prime James Harden was better than a prime AI. Do you believe that? No, no. <laughs> because, man, you got to talk about the way that this man is impacting the game. And I know that James Harden couldn't take Aaron McKee, Derek Coleman, Tumbo, Eric Snow to the finals. I know, um, especially against a tough Eastern Conference that these guys had to battle against. Uh, I'm going to take AI, man. Um, I mean, what he was able to bring to the table and – and yeah, like the game of basketball is played a lot differently. Jarrell, um, he said I was on drugs, okay? Yeah. And I, I said, I, are we talking about the same Allen Iverson? The same Allen Iverson that made Michael Jordan trip on his own feet? That that same AI because crossed, crossed him twice. <laughs> I, I I I don't under I I don't understand what he was saying. Then he tells me I'm crazy, 
And yeah. then, then we went back and forth. He he is a ba- he claims he's a basketball guru and he knows everything he possibly can when it comes to basketball. And then how many times, Speedy, did I catch him in his mistakes that he was mentioning on basketball? How many times now that James Harden is on the Nets, when is he going to like even love him more now? <laughs> because he brings his daughter to the Nets game. I see that all the time. Yeah. He's you crazy. know what the follow-up question has to be now. What is it? What is it? Who's your GOAT? Who's my GOAT of all time? Um, I mean, well, you got to – it's, it's got to be MJ. It's got to be MJ. Good, good, good. Uh, it's got to be MJ just because of of what he represented, um, three and three – what, is three and three? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's, it's very hard to do that, man. Uh, it's very, very, very tough to do that. And to win a championship when you know that the GM is breaking up the team at the end of the year. Mm. Like when you think about that though, that the GM tells you day one of training camp, hey, this is our last ride. Hey, hey, this shit, hey, I'm closing shop. Right? You, you gotta you gotta listen to tomorrow's show because we're gonna have we're actually gonna have a segment because I, I was thinking about it over the weekend. If yeah. Michael Jordan actually played another year or two with the Bulls, does Phil Jackson leave the Bulls one? Does he go to LA and create another dynamic duo with Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. And does Shaquille O'Neal decide to leave Orlando to go and play over there with the Lakers if Phil Jackson wasn't there? And we're going to argue that tomorrow because I don't think anything of that happens if Michael Jordan doesn't retire after 98. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Um, I mean, when you think about, you know, six championships at that point, I know if, if Mike came to Phil, you know, they on the golf course, like, Phil, let's run it back one more time. <laughs> I, know, I know Phil is is definitely uh, – mm-hmm. if there's a for sale sign in his yard, he's going to pull it out of there because I know for sure at the end of the day, um, if NJ wants to play, then Phil, Phil is going to want to coach. Um, I mean, we talk about – man, it's, like think about this. Phil Jackson is, is coach Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan. When you're talking about guys that make your job so easy at some point, like – you just got to put the piece in the right oh, in the Joe. right area. Mm. Great. Now, here's the impromptu question because I'm I'm he's gonna snarl. He's gonna roll his eyes. Here we go. I have to I, ignore him. Ignore him. <laughs> I have to ask this question now that you've linked those two together. Yeah. I say Kobe Bryant is better than LeBron James. He's out of his mind. I want to know what you think, and if you think I'm wrong, just be courteous. That's all. You're going. You said you're going with Kobe. I'm gonna go with Kobe. I like Kobe. I'm because he likes Kobe. He, he said he's going with Kobe. He's going with Kobe because he likes Kobe. I, Let I'm him explain his reasoning here. Yeah, I'm one of the biggest Kobe fans. Um, yeah, Kobe. Kobe's like like one A, one B, like with Mike next to me. Oh, uh, I love him. I think um, just everything about Kobe and his whole career and whatever everything he's accomplished like is is monumental. Like when you think about he. Like the the most dominant player in sports leaves you, and you are still able to win two championships without that guy. Uh, that says a lot. He still um, had the best. Well, hold on one second. He had the best big man at the time in the league playing with him when he won those two championships. Well, Powell, well, Powell he was the Kobe best. Big, made Powell better. Oh, of course. Just, yeah, was a but great just player. think about like like even a even an older Shaq will make a Powell quiver. Like you know, just what he was able to bring to the table. Like, you know, obviously when Powell came, that's when the game of basketball really started to, to, they were really big on those stretch forwards. Like they were really big on those power forwards, Powell, Dirk, KG, Mm -hmm. 
Tim. So like, you know, you know, he was in a great era where there was a lot of great basketball going on, but you know, like Kobe had to help groom those guys. Powell wasn't mentally tough before getting with Kobe like that. Uh, Bynum wasn't like that either. Oh, Andrew and they, Bynum was they a bum. They played with Smush Parker. So, like, I just think at the end of the day, Kobe, as far as being the GOAT, for sure. Speedy, um, Speedy, you have any questions before we let him go? Yeah, I was, I was just going to ask because we're on the kind of NBA-NFL hybrid. It just it seems well, like the NBA kind of started with it, with the, Le, with the LeBron, the decision with the Miami Heat. And you know, now it's expanding on other things. Player power in sports has been kind of more of a trend that's even get, now getting into the NFL now, too, where you're seeing right. a lot of these quarterbacks have say. Now college, seeing, too. Yeah, and college as well. Um, Major in college. Yeah. So do you think that kind of thing is going to expand to where the NFL – I'm not going to say necessarily com- becomes like the NBA where it's completely player run, but is not far behind where a lot of these top players are going to have that kind of leverage when it comes to organizational decisions. Um, I think it's gonna it's gonna start to shift. Uh, the more the money starts to go up. Um, obviously, when you have that big of investment from a from ownership standpoint, you're gonna give in to you know what that guy's demands are. Now, obviously, you can't be in a situation like AB and kind of just go off the rails and do some wild shit and just kind of think that you're gonna be you know uh, reimbursed for that. I think you know obviously there's gonna be guys handle handling the situation in the right way. Um, that power move and 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 is is definitely it definitely needs to become a much bigger thing in the NFL. Um, just because you know I've been in situations in rooms where guys have kind of you know had to decide whether or not my job or is at stake or you know do I kind of take a stance on this or you know certain things like that. And and the only ones that really feel comfortable about that is guys that are making two hundred fifty thousand a week or you know stuff like that. And you know um, a guy that's kind of on the bubble. Uh, shouldn't necessarily have to to think hard, long and hard about, you know, making the, the, the moral choice. Um, and basketball is so easy because they're going to pay you the money anyway. Soccer, baseball, they're going to pay you the money anyway. Um, they can see your face. And so I think with the NFL and them not – the only way this, the, the, the power thing comes around is that the, the biggest players on the, on the board are making noise. Um, the way A-Rod did it, it just – you know, obviously, if you win, all that stuff is okay. Um, but you know, if you don't, at the end of the day, they 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 call you an asshole, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he tried to take a, take his power back, and I and I applaud him for that because I mean, there's so many of them that that do tell him to just kind of shut up and play. Hey, you're getting thirty five million dollars a year. Yeah. Um, but football is football, and you know, we carry with us injuries, memories and shit way after the game is over with. Um, so you got to take a stance uh, while the time is right. We are talking to former Packers, Bills and Buccaneers defensive tackle Jarrell Worthy. Before we let you go, last question. Your your favorite story, uh, somebody t- uh, somebody telling you a story or something, something happens to you on and off the field that you remember as an NFL player and who was the biggest shit talker you've ever played against on the field one of the biggest shit talkers um one of the biggest shit talkers that doesn't that that don't curse is philip rivers um i mean he doesn't say a curse word and makes you want to just like just go i mean rip his face off whoever like supports him face off like 
you know, he, he makes you feel bad without even like saying derogatory things or vulgar things to you. I just, it's, it's, it's so disrespectful. I haven't really had a lot of linemen that talk shit, man. Cause I mean, those old linemen, they know they're not like, oh, most old linemen aren't built to talk shit for a whole period of game, like a whole, you know, like game. They, you might get one or two plays out of them, but most of them aren't built to go the whole game talking shit. Um, I would say a crazy dude. AJ Hawk was a real crazy dude. <laughs> Brandon Marshall actually in game mode facing against him. Like I don't I think he's like uh I think he might be diagnosed like part bipolar or something. <laughs> so, so like in in the game, man, like like he would spaz out and it would be some of the most funniest moments because you know, obviously he wants the ball and you know, Jay Cutler wouldn't be throwing in the ball and dog, he would lose his mind in the middle of the game. So um he was one of, he was a he was a funny opponent to go against. Um I mean, but shit, he earned the ball. Like he should he, you know, he was a hundred catch, hundred reception guy a year. So he's definitely earned the right. But it it he was a funny dude, dude. Man, I, I can't lie to you. Brent B. Marshall was one of my funniest. Jake, Jay Cutler would be throwing him the ball because he'd be throwing it to your team secondary. <laughs> now it probably Man, be. You talking about? But well, we had a we had a blitz, dog. We had a blitz <laughs> that, like, the success rate was like eighty eight percent. Like Dom Capers was really big on tendencies, dog. And we had this certain blitz that, like, this is not like one year, dog. This is like over a four or five year span. Like this is this one blitz was like eighty eight percent like success <laughs> rate. I was like. It's it, it, like, this is crazy, but you just, I mean, it worked every single time. Like there was nothing Jay could do about it. He never, he never adjusted and got better at it. So we just kept running it. <laughs> I never got where so many Packers fans love to slander Dom Capers. I thought he was actually very creative with what he did. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, he just, he was like, he's like a Harvard guy I would say like, of like you, he wants to know all the statistics, why stuff works, why it doesn't. Um, and like, you had to know what everyone else was doing. Like when I, when I got in, when I got drafted into his playbook, um, I mean, I went from 60 plays at Michigan state to 140. The defense is definitely complex. And I mean, it's supposed to be that way. We're professionals, man. I mean, at the end of the day, we're at the highest level. Um, so Dom actually helped propel where I am today. Uh, just because at a young age, man, I was able to learn a lot of things, um, coming into the coming into that that system it was very complex now well, go ahead no i was i was about to say goodbye but what oh. are we gonna say what are we gonna say well, well I mean, there, yeah. we're asking i'm sorry sir i'm sure you have i mean you've got plays to draw up yourself now and everything i've i've, I've but we're <laughs> we're asking a defensive guy if he doesn't talk shit i find that i find that to be kind I'll of aloof i mean You've got sacks in your career. You win sack somebody and start right. talking shit. I'm sure you've talked shit. Oh man, talking big shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think I remember. Um, and I still had the grass in my helmet when I sacked. Uh, man, who was that? Uh, Texans quarterback. Uh, my goodness, he ended up going to Matt Schaub. So I ended up sacking hit this dude on Monday night, man. And I'm trying to talk shit, and I still got like the turf and dirt all in my helmet and face and. And uh, now nah, it was a hell of a moment, bro. I talk shit daily. Like I actually have to get in shape to talk shit on the field. Like, so, <laughs> uh, if you, yeah, we're we're one of those guys on the field, man. Um, I mean, a lot of guys have fun playing with me. Well, I will say this: your birthday is one day before mine, so 
Let's go. Yes, hey. yes. <laughs> Do we hear a party in the woods? Yeah. Hey, let's go. Your birthday. Hey. I'm a little bit older than you. You're 31. I'm 39. Hey, but well, uh, don't worry about it. We good. We're hey. Tauruses, so you know we got something in common: our confidence and our ego. I'm just and kidding. your bullshit stubborn, <laughs> our stubbornness. But uh, uh, we would love to get you on again. We really, Absolutely. we really loved you uh, on everything that we got into conversation from your podcast, from your background, your history with the Packers, your thoughts of what happened over the weekend. So we would love to get you on again. My my producer will reach out to you again. Maybe April twenty seventh. We'll schedule it. It'll Absolutely. be a dual birthday thing. Why don't you? Why don't we you need him to have a shot? This is this is my fortieth birthday. Maybe you come out here to New York. I I, I always have a big party. Uh, right. This uh, this past year, because of whole COVID, we actually rented out a yacht and we had it on uh, the Nautica Mile, and we had about yeah. hundred. Yeah, we always have a good. And, and this is my fortieth birthday. Oh, he's so cheese and he's coming. Maybe maybe we'll yeah. get you out of here. Maybe you come out <laughs> here and celebrate my birthday, man. Absolutely. Our birthday. It's our our birthday. It's our birthday. We our did. birthday. I think. Um, I'm always happy to celebrate my birthday now being out the league because I'm always in OTAs during my birthday. You're a baby compared to me, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So 31. I'm always, I'm always but, in training camp during, our, during my birthday in the spring. So I always um, say that, though, because April 27th, the day before your birthday and two days before his, is a Wednesday. So yeah. we'll get you back on then. All right. Absolutely. Hey, I'm with it, man. You guys just keep in touch with me, man. I had a blast, dude. I think this was pretty cool. Absolutely. I my... just followed you on Twitter, by the way. Feel free to follow the guy back. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, I got you, my friend. My, my producer will send you my Twitter. We'll follow each other. We'll definitely stay in tune with one another, and we definitely, we'll definitely get you on. And maybe you come out here and celebrate my 40th. I would love you to come out here and, and have a party with us. Absolutely, man. Um, let's get it going, bro. Um, let's just continue to stay in touch and Absolutely. let's uh, figure this thing out. Absolutely. Jarrell Worthy, ladies and gentlemen, as as we were just talking to, ex-Packer, ex-Bill, ex-Buccaneer, not Tom Brady's Buccaneers, but yeah. a Buccaneer. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I had to, I was with Fitz, with Jameis. Um, those were crazy dudes, too, though. But uh, Is Jameis funny? As man, what? <laughs> well, just, just I ho- hopefully you don't hang out with him at the supermarket, okay? Man, yeah, man. It's, yeah, just, Jameis is a Jameis is a very look. I will say this about him: he is a very caring person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he's a very caring person. Uh, I would say that for sure. Um, obviously, everyone's different in this world, so everyone's decision making isn't mm-hmm. always the best. I would say that too. <laughs> He must really like some crab legs if he's going to do something uh, stupid yeah. like that. <laughs> nah, you know, hey, that's South Florida, man. You know, that crab boil in South Florida, you get it done. No wonder he signed with the Saints. That's where all the crab legs and crawfish are. <laughs> oh, it's a good food. <laughs> Thank you, Jarrell. Man, absolutely, guys. Man, I had a blast. Absolutely. Jarrell Worthy, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Awesome guy. Great personality. And uh, you want to know something? Every different, every NFL ex player that we have on the show, all of them have different personalities. Wrong. And either, obviously, we had, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Lee Bodden on last week. He was more political and, and just really straight down to earth. You know, Jarrell is, is more of the happy go lucky personality coach, just outgoing person. So, and I'm not saying Lee Bodden wasn't out, outgoing, but, uh, uh, different different personalities, and and what do we have tomorrow? We have uh, we have Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd, Lloyd joining hey, our show. Player. Hey, good player, man. Absolutely. Hey, player. You have Absolutely. any Brandon Lloyd stories? 
No, I don't have any B. Lloyd stories. I don't got any B. Lloyd stories. <laughs> he's, he's a good player, man. I definitely remember, um, you know, playing against him on the field. He's a good player. Absolutely. And and, and it's great when we, we get this, these different per- – and even ex-NFL players. Who do we had on last week? Uh, uh, who's the oh, Vikings? Oh, uh, yeah, Pete Bursich, yeah. Bursich, who was on the show last week. He had a different different outlook to the game when he played in the uh, the early, mid-'90s when he played the game. So it, it, it's a different – it really is a different game when you, when when you see all these different ex NFL players or different athletes that we we've interviewed and and the stories that they have from different players like he was like uh, obviously Jarrell was talking about Brendan Marshall and his personality even Jay Cutler you know if he he needs to learn how to control his ex wife and some of the stories that we hear on on social media but nevertheless I, I I love what Jay Cutler's doing right now even with the high schools and and trying to stand up for uh, you know rights and and what's going on in the world so. As much as people hate people on the field, they're just normal people that are, you know, had the opportunity to play professional sport and and provide for their family. So, Jarrell, thank you, man. Man, thank you, guys. Um, anytime again, man. Good luck uh, moving forward, guys. And uh, I look forward to meeting you guys again. Absolutely. Jarrell Worthy. When we come back, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get more into the divisional games. And let's be honest, okay, with this whole baseball hall of fame. Is David Ortiz really the one out of all the guys, the Roger Clemens, the Barry Bonds, the Alex Rodriguez, all the ones that did steroids? Is David Ortiz the one that you wanted to see go to the Hall of Fame? I'm going to tell you why. Not because I'm not a Boston Red Sox fan. Just because it doesn't make any sense how David Ortiz, as a DH, made it to the Hall of Fame. And these guys, who I think are some of the greatest at their positions, didn't even get a sniff. And they're not going to be in the Hall of Fame. When we come back, we'll get into that as well here on the Sports Loudmouth. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loudmouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we are the Sports Loudmouths. I'm your host, Aaron Marks, my co-host, Speedy. I need a new phone number, PD. And Tyler, I'm yawning and need to go home, Harrison. 631-672-3108. You can check out our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Check out our app, iOS, WWSRN or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Speedy, did you send Lee Bodden my uh, my? Yes, I did. I, I haven't checked if he was following me. Uh, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure. It's in it's in our Twitter messages though because I sent him a bunch of the clips. So Absolutely, I, I did tell him. We'll I, I like Lee. I, I definitely like Jarrell, and uh, I, I want I want Jarrell to come out and celebrate my birthday. I think it'll be a really That'd fun be a time. Blast. He'll have a, a lot of fun with us. I can tell you that right now. It's it's a little bit crazy, especially my 40th birthday. So I I, I can't imagine what I'm going to do on my 40th birthday, but I'm sure something even more idiotic than I usually do. So. <laughs> Um, absolutely. And we're going to have Nithin on in just one second. But uh, I, I think uh, when you talk about Jarrell and, and, and just a story about, uh, you know, his coaches uh, that he talked about. And uh, I think that these players, all these different players that we interview, and I, I'm more of a, you know, I want to talk to the writers. I want to talk to the analysts. I, 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 but 
I like some of these players that are not the superstar players. I mean, we talked to a superstar. Sean Merriman was a superstar at one point of his career. I, I mean, we have talked to guys that really were successful in the NFL. And I'm not saying Jarrell isn't successful because Jarrell was an NFL player. And when you're when you're playing in the NFL for more than two or three years at the highest level, you, you're doing something right, okay? Because it's not easy to make it to the highest level. But when you're Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, good. I mean, I mean those that that's at a notch that you know. And he talked about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was hiding his head, face. He was wearing these hats, and you could tell it's Aaron Rodgers. There's nothing when you're you're looking at a six foot two, six foot three guy, and there's not many. First of all, there are not many skinny tall guys that are six foot two, six foot three that live in Wisconsin going to a Walmart. A lot of people don't. Yeah, well, you know most what I mean. Don't go to Wisconsin for anything. You know, going to a Walmart. Of course, you're going to notice him. So, anyways, uh, anyways, why don't we invite Nathan in? What's going on, Nick? Yo, I feel much better now. So let's go. You look much it. better. You look much better. The Cowboys are no longer in it. Okay, so. enough. Enough mentioning about my Cowboys. All right, I'm over it. I'm, uh, I'm ready for next season. And uh, here I'm already saying Sean Payton. To oh, Dallas. I was about to say, don't say Sean Payton. You're not getting Sean Payton. He doesn't want to work with hey, Jerry Jones. Tyler, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He's gonna come. Watch, watch. This year he's gonna be like a Mike McCarthy. Sit out the year. Be with his family. And then maybe he, he he's gonna definitely gonna miss coaching. He is right. so eventually uh, after this year, next year, twenty twenty three, he's gonna. This this is when all the teams, not all the teams, the teams that need coaches will be. I believe home. I believe he's the next Dallas Cowboys head coach. It's not gonna be this year. It's not gonna be with Mike well, McCarthy there. Even but... Listen, um, first before I say anything, just say I just want to say thank you to all three of you again for having me on the show. You guys Absolutely. are the best, um, Tyler. Speedy and Errol, uh, you guys are the big three of radio. I'm telling you, you guys are good, uh, talented. And uh, by the way, Thank great you. interview. Can, we, with can you we get that copy and pasted somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could paste well, it on your ass if you want it. And it's weird again. I, I'm just, I'm just. I, I, listen, if you want it, it paste weird it again. I don't know paste how you paste a soundbite on his ass, but Thank okay. You, you. <laughs> you paste yeah, a tattoo. No, great, uh, great interview by J- uh, with Jarrell Wor- Worthy. By the way, uh, that was awesome. Uh, I, I, I tuned in for the whole thing. Uh, maybe you can tell by my messages. Maybe mm. I was. <laughs> we really appreciate it. So why don't we get into the divisional games? Because we, we did we did talk about the Bengals. So we'll, we'll skip the Bengals. Uh, the the Green Bay Packers and and I know me and Tyler were actually we were in the half same. Watching, we were in this, yeah we were half watching, <laughs> but uh, I was watching the game and uh, well that explains it, a lot. It, it was get it was getting it, obviously it was a cold night negative six negative seven over there in Green Bay. It started snowing in the second half. A lot of people all over social media after the game and I I, I, I know you you want to point fingers. You want to say it was uh, certain parts of the game was Aaron Rodgers' fault. That's fine. Maybe yeah. he only had three targeted players. I, I mean, I could you blame him if you if you look at all the players that. He has on the field. I, I could only probably name three starters on that team uh, altogether offensively. So uh, Randall Cobb, obviously Jones, Adams, who was double teamed the whole game for, for being that he was twenty for twenty nine. But that's not even the the situation. Really, it was the special teams. It was the battle of the special teams. Uh, there was no running games out of both teams in the second half of the game. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers fighting injury all game. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, was practically limping off the field. Their offensive line for the San Francisco 49ers was completely injured throughout the game. They were slipping and sliding. Uh, Williams was walking off the field, limping limping on one foot, uh, barely could walk. I mean, they're going into the game this coming week uh, in the yeah. NFC title game against an L.A. Rams team. They're that's both going to play. As 100% healthy. Yeah, they're playing, but they're not 100% healthy. 
and, and you're playing in L.A. where there's a, there's a huge advantage uh, for a team that actually there's no snow. It's not going to be below zero. So it's going to be back and forth game. But stood out to me in the game was not Aaron Rodgers. It was the battle of the special teams. What special teams stood out the most? And it was the San Francisco 49ers, the Green Bay Packers special teams. Their kicker missed a field goal, a wide open field goal, could have changed the game and, and really the speed of the game because it would have been a two-possession game going into the fourth quarter if um, their field goal kicker kicked it and, and actually yeah. got it. But that wasn't even it. Um, also, you look at the the, the block punt, where you look at you, you look at the um, the Green Bay Packers. Their special teams, after it was blocked, they were looking all over the place. They didn't see the ball. It, it, but the only time they saw the ball is when the San Francisco 49ers on the 15 yard line ran it in for a touchdown. The problem was is you didn't give it. You didn't make it a challenge for the San Francisco 49ers to tie the game. And that really changed the momentum of the game. You saw it change the momentum of the game. You're going to blame Aaron Rodgers for that? No, you can't blame Aaron Rodgers that they couldn't run the ball. You can't blame Aaron Rodgers because uh, their special teams couldn't make the plays the way they should have played. The Green Bay Packers were a top five special teams team all season long. San Francisco, which have been fighting injury all season long, which... We're not in a top 10 in any special team statistic. They're, they outplayed a team that was a better team all around than they were. So you've got to give San Francisco a little bit more credit. you got to give their coach and Kyle Shanahan. Let's be honest. Matt LaFleur is not a good coach. This is the first time he's really, you know, the second year that he's really went far or deep into the divisional series. And this is the first time that they were the number one seed as him as a coach where the pressure is on him. So... Uh, Kyle Shanahan's been here. He's been in this position before. He's been to a Super Bowl. So he understands. And he's been as an offensive coordinator in a Super Bowl as well. So uh, that's what? No, I'm just saying that's very funny because I was going to say you need to give Kyle Shanahan more credit. I'm not. He outplayed a coach that was on his coaching staff. Okay? He knows <laughs> He knows the play and calling. And the week before that, he outmanaged Dan Quinn. Dan- Kyle Shanahan's coaching is why the Niners are going to the NFC Championship. I don't believe that's true. I, I think it was a – listen, I, I think the reason why the San Francisco 49ers are going to uh, the a, a, NFC title game is because at time fashion they make the plays. It's not Kyle Shanahan telling the, the, the punt return to punt the, – to block the punt and run the ball in. That was really on the matter of luck and, and how, how the special no, teams right. were set up at the sure, line of scrimmage. any blocked field goal, blocked you know, punt, it, it's if they don't luck. block If they don't block that, the game's over. There's no way they win that game. So, to me, I understand why everybody is taking shots at Aaron Rodgers. And I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm really going to get off the whole Aaron Rodgers thing because, to me, I don't blame Aaron Rodgers. Could Aaron Rodgers have played better? Yeah, he could have played better. But when you're playing in a below zero game at negative seven and it's snowing, it's slippery, you have really no weapons besides Devontae Adams that was getting double and triple teamed in the open field. He barely saw an open pass. A matter of fact, I think they said there were two plays in the game and those were the two catches that he had or three catches that he had in the game that he wasn't double or triple teamed in the game. So that just tells you, and Randall Cobb, let's be honest, he's a washed-up player. And, and Jones, he's a good running back who made a couple of good catches. He was horrible at running the ball in the game throughout yeah, the game. Yeah, huge catch, too. That, yeah, yeah, his catching ability in the game was good. Yeah, he couldn't run the ball. And that's where you, when you're when it's cold out there like it was, and it was snowing the way it was, you run the ball. And they couldn't run the ball. 
and either could San Francisco. It was yeah. really in the matter of the mistakes in the second half and who <clears throat> made the most mistakes. And San Francisco made the least amount of mistakes, that's and that's why they won. And and, and and the block punt is a big was a big difference. Huge. In the game it was the number one thing. Block sure. punt. Uh, by the way, kudos to the 49ers. No one expected them to get this far. Don't anyway. say no one. Yeah, obviously, um, uh, in the during the regular season, they had a lot of ups and downs, mm-hmm. uh, and, they, and they held their composure. They proved everyone wrong. Uh, whoever whoever doubted them, they proved them wrong already. So kudos to Kyle Shanahan. Kudos to Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a winner. Garoppolo Thank wins. You. He's a winning quarterback. Um, I don't care who, who whoever says anything negative about him. Just I mean. Go somewhere else because man, this guy he knows how to win games. He's been to the Super Bowl before, so kudos to him. Kudos he to won't. He won't be with the 49ers next year, win or lose. Well, then guess where he'll win somewhere else. No, I would love the Giants to sign him. That'll never happen. I'm just See, saying. No, no, but uh, kudos to the 49ers. They're always known for defense. They have a great defense. Um, this reminds me of uh, the Eagles season when they had they when they won their Super Bowl. Uh, no one expected the With Eagles Foles? to win that year, that year. The Eagles. No, uh, Nick Foles. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Foles, yeah. Um, yeah, so don't want to – this kind of reminds me um, – you know what's funny? This, the Eagles this... are a better team. The Eagles were yeah. a better team. When they yeah. won it with Nick Foles – they they had one of the top three uh, three running back you know a dual threat they always have a, dual, a good dual threat they had uh, their wide receiving core they had Alshon Jeffries uh, they they had Debo. They, yeah they had a very good and their offensive and defense they had the best offensive line in football and had one of the best defensive lines in football in San all Fran of football has, San Fran checks both those boxes uh, no their offensive line's not anywhere close to what the Eagles were the Eagles had the number one offensive line in football I understand their D line probably is no the Nice D line is better than the yeah. Eagles D line. I don't think so. Armstead and Bosa. Uh, Armstead yeah. and Bosa. And Javon Kinlaw. Uh, they had three. They had three players that made the Pro Bowl on on mm-hmm. that Eagles team in the front seven. The Niners and, and one one made the All Pro. And had one one that made the All Pro. Well, Fletcher Cox made the All Pro. Yes. yes, and the other two guys. Brandon Graham, I think, was a Pro Bowler, and, and probably a, Nigel Bradham was the linebacker that made a Pro yes. Bowler. There were three okay. other guys in the front seven that made the. Pro, that was a that was a good defensive line. I believe Fred Warner was line. All Pro. Nick Bosa should have been All Pro, but he wasn't. Fifteen and a half sacks. How is that not All Pro? But he's not. I think Nick Bosa you, outplayed it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. What, Nathan? You agree? All right. I was going to say, in this playoffs, I mean, in the four, the four teams remaining right now, mm-hmm. uh, this this one common thing between these two teams, uh, Bengals and 49ers are great stories. Um, if you want an entertaining Super Bowl, you got to root for the Chiefs and the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, I think I think Bengals. That's and, what I think it's going to be. Yeah, no, Bengals and 49ers are great stories. Mm-hmm. If they end up going to the Super Bowl, it's going to be a great story for both teams. And mm-hmm. but if you want an entertaining Super Bowl, it's the Chiefs and the Rams. So um, the the common thing that for each team is great story. But if you want an entertaining Super Bowl, and the Chiefs are a great I, story too. Well, I know. Ninety yeah, percent of America wrote them off after week six. Yeah, but they, everybody knew. Won the Super Bowl. Not everybody. Yeah, everybody. There are a few people talking yeah, right now that said they were done. That's fine. But everybody knew in the beginning of the season they were going to compete. So what? Everybody thought they were done. They still have a talented team. They still made the playoffs. And everybody knew in the second half the way they were moving towards the way they were. They were going to be a playoff bound team, and they were going to be dangerous. And, and by the way. As good as the Chiefs look right now, and as good as they played against the Buffalo Bills, they shouldn't be going to the AFC title They game. should not be. They should not they be. They should not be. Okay? But uh, Did, we'll get into that Trey, in just a few uh, Trey moments. Trey White's injury finally bit the Bills in yeah. the ass. Mm-hmm. 
I don't even know if it was White. I think it was a terrible play calling in 13 seconds <coughs> left Trey the White's game. there. The Bills are going to the if, AFC yeah, but You don't have these other third and fourth corners having trouble covering Tyree Kill and those guys. That 69-yard right. touchdown never happens. There was really nothing more to say about the Packer game. I just don't like how social media and some of these guys – listen. You don't have to like Aaron Rodgers, and that's fine. You don't have to like him. You can hate him. You can despise him. It doesn't really matter. To sit out there and take shots at the guy. I've interviewed three or four guys on this show that's played with Aaron Rodgers that said he's a great teammate. A great teammate and a great leader. For the okay. fact that maybe three or four other guys like Jamichael, Finley, or Greg, uh, what's Jennings. J- Greg Jennings, Jennings or somebody else, the, the other two or three guys because he wouldn't throw him the ball or didn't work out with him and say he's an evil, bad, bad person. I think it's ridiculous. And, I, and, and again, it, it, you can like somebody, you can hate somebody. It doesn't really, really matter. Well, it's so. also a popular narrative too. Like, like I think a lot of like it, from – General football fans, they always like when the popular, the annoying teams that are always in it lose. Like everyone, Nathan, I know you're a Cowboys fan, but most people love when the Cowboys lose. Everyone loves yeah. when, when the Patriots lost. Everyone loved when Tom Brady lost. Everyone loves when Aaron Rodgers lost. The Steelers for a while. Like it, it, it's just that kind of mantra. Yeah. But I, I think, feel like, especially this like, kind of year with the, with the toe yeah. video and all the, the vaccine stuff, it definitely was highlighted further. I just yeah, don't yeah. get. I just don't get else what we need to do. I, I mean, everyone's bringing up the weather, and but Aaron both Rogers. teams played in the same conditions. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. had sunshine and roses and yep. calm pockets. The weather and the field were exactly nobody. The same for both nobody. Quarterbacks. First of all, Jimmy had a shitty game. So Jim, what? He Jimmy led a game-winning drive uh, to beat Jim, Aaron Rodgers on the road. Jimmy had a and crappy by the game. Way, Aaron Rodgers doesn't really play well in the playoffs. Uh, Jimmy, that uh, Jim, narrative sticks. Does Aaron Rodgers have a Super Bowl? Yeah. Does Jimmy Garoppolo? Hold on, hold on. Does Jimmy Garoppolo have a Super Bowl? Yes. Does he won a Super Bowl? (laughs) Yes. Yes. He's a backup. He didn't play. Doesn't matter. You said, does he have a Super Bowl? The answer is yes. Did he ever play one in the Super Bowl? No, but he's checked both other boxes. That's fine. He never won a Super Bowl by himself. And him on the field. No, neither has Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers did. He it's a team game. He didn't win it by himself. I'm talking about being on the field and making the throws. All right. No, I get that. I'm saying Aaron Rodgers didn't win it alone. I, nobody wins it alone. It's a right. team game. It's the biggest team game, which obviously you and all the other Brady lovers think that Brady did it himself. Tom Brady's the only reason that Sunday game was close. Mm, okay. Uh, I, I'll tell you why the game was close. It was because the Rams made a lot of mistakes. You hate Tom Brady. That's nothing to do with Tom Brady. We're going to get he into did the Rams it twice. We're going to get. Nathan, do you have anything to say about this game before I get into the Rams game? Because I, I'm going to explain to you why I think. You know, were, I think. I- uh, you know, I think today someone was saying, or whatever, some radio, I was watching, uh, what was I watching? Uh, oh, the Coward Show. Um, mm. They were talking about Aaron Rodgers uh, complaining about, uh, I guess, the fans, I think. Or, or he, someone, I think he said Aaron Rodgers was talking about the fans and uh, making excuses. Uh, he was saying why the fans are, like, victimizing him or yeah. something like that. He's yeah. right. Yeah. Why are they victimizing oh. him? Because you're a loudmouth. Really? He's a loudmouth? He is a loudmouth. What? Okay, what the makes him such a loudmouth? thing. Oh, I'm bad. We're not you know talking what? politics. Oh, you. We're not talking ma- politics. It has nothing that. to do. Because you don't shut up. Or you don't like, own your own shit. You blame everybody else. And Rodgers never came out and said, you know what? Yeah, I, I should be better. I should have more than one Super Bowl ring. You say it's the greatest pure quarterback you've ever seen. Yeah, he is. How do you have one ring then? You say it's a team game. You're, everything's got to move. Why did San Francisco want, win that game? 
It wasn't because the quarterback played, but the quarterback made some plays that helped them win the game. It was their special teams. It was their defense, you know, tackling and hitting Aaron Rodgers in certain parts of the game. It was their all-around game. The, the, the Green Bay Packers, which was the number one team in all of football, the reason why they didn't win is they weren't working on all the Pistons. They, they There was two Pistons working, and that was it. And that, that's why they lost the game. And the coaching and where the coaching was because they have a young coach who's never really – won anything or been anywhere and was behind Kyle Shanahan all those years. And by the way, Kyle Shanahan knows your every move because he's you're using his playbook. It, obviously, it works to your advantage, okay, being that you're the veteran coach and you're using his playbook. I've got one question for you and one question only, and this will sum it up. If Tom Brady back – Tom, sorry. If Tom Brady quarterbacks that Packer team, do they win that game? No. You're – no. Never mind. Then no. there's nothing to tell you. Suck right. says, it will be interesting to see what Tom Brady has to say when he's on the show. All hail the Brady coat. Jay Cutler is the man. I love that he fleeced the Dolphins that last year. All the fans invited to Earl's 40th. Yeah, he sleep over at Earl's house. Uh, OMG. Where's my invite? Where's my invite? <laughs> OMG, the guy is the Beeves' brother by another mother. Uh, Jeff says Rogers blows. Stuck says go pack go on vacation. Aaron Rodgers could have been part of the putt you yeah, if you really wanted you to have, win. You gonna have a big party at your house? Uh, it's not gonna be at my house. We're, oh. we're gonna be doing it somewhere else. But uh, it's my fortieth, so I'll, I'll, nice. as it gets closer, I'm sure we're gonna have <clears throat> we're gonna be doing something. I did it on a boat this past year. I don't care, Speedy. We're gonna. We're, I don't care the stupidity that comes out of Snug's mouth. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's going all over the place. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I, I want to get into the Buccaneers game. And, uh, okay, you, you want to go and look at the comeback and everything like that. There were the, – the Rams practically gave the game away practically. And it, it, they did everything they possibly could in the second half. Especially, they could have ended the game at the end of the second quarter on the two-yard line if Akers didn't drop the ball. Okay? So, the game would have been completely over if Akers actually didn't drop the ball and they ran the ball in or even kicked the field goal in the game. All right? So, that's one. Number two, in the second half of the game, the Rams did every single possible thing to make and get Tom Brady back into the game. A matter of fact, there was not one time beside from a punt, a punt return that Tom Brady took the ball down all the way in the field the, in, in any part of the second half except when the Rams made mistakes. The ball over the center, the center putting the ball over Stafford's head on the 50-yard line really set them up in a good position. The fumble by Cooper <laughs> Cup, which you never see, ever see all season long. He drops the ball and puts them in a position where they're, what, 30, 40 yards from scoring a touchdown. I mean, anything and everything that possibly could have happened that favored Brady to get him back into the game. Now, listen, Brady had to make the plays at that point. No question that he did, but listen, the momentum. You're in Tampa. You couldn't hear anything. Matthew Stafford, how many times were they calling a timeout in the first half? Matthew Stafford couldn't hear himself even read anything. He's yelling at the uh, the, 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 the center. How many times did the center make a mistake? Not just that play. The center dropped the ball uh, and the ball was fumbling between their legs. It was not once. I think twice in the, in the second half of the game. There were just so many mistakes. And listen, again, you don't see those things happen in games. You don't. And in the fact that you saw that in the game, it brought the it brought the fans back into the game, which gave them the momentum, which brought them back. The fact that that last play by Todd Bowles, and I will say this, the reason why that that game didn't go to overtime was because Todd right, Bowles so missed a field goal. Because Todd, because Todd Bowles, uh, to me, at that particular play, which. 
I, I when you when you listen to what McVeigh said at the end at the end at the end of the game, he said they've watched enough film at the end of a game that Todd Bowles did an all-out blitz at the end of the game. He always does that in, in, in certain positions, especially when the game's close. They predicted that he was going to do that. They sent Cooper Cup up the middle of the field, and then Matthew Stafford read it perfectly, threw the ball down the field. Cooper Cup made the catch, and they kicked the field goal kick. That, okay? So, uh, to me, you could say whatever. You, and, and, again, it was 70 degrees in Tampa, Okay. And you you can make faces all you want. Because it's, it's not the weather it's, in L.A. It's not. It's. I'm talking about when you're when you're talking about Tom Brady and 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 Aaron Rodgers, the position that they were both in in the game. Tom Brady was playing in a weather that was 70 degrees. Uh, everything was falling in position for him to win the game and put the game in his hands to lose the game. And you can make faces all you want. Go watch it. Obviously, you didn't watch the game. I, I did watched watch the, game. the game. I watched the game I a second time game. on the I NFL Network. Did you? Did yeah, you? I did. So you're going to tell me that our, that Tom Brady didn't get all that luck that was falling onto his hands. You know why that luck started? Why did it happen? I want to hear Because it. Sean McVay knew, Matt Stafford knew what happens when the baddest dude in the room gets the ball back. He's seen this play out before. Sean McVay's already lost to Tom Brady on the biggest stage. Mm. Sean McVay knows Tom Brady's the GOAT. Tom Brady's going to get them back in the game mm. if we don't slam the door mm. shut. Mm. And the only reason that game didn't go to overtime was because Ryan Suckup missed an easy field goal, in the, I believe, in the first quarter. Really? Yes. Do you remember the Rams? Now, do you remember the Rams hit it missing that 48-yard? How When was the last time you seen Gay and, and any field goal kicker? Oh, the team that complete, cut him, you mean? Uh, the, oh, I'm, I'm asking you a question. <laughs> Who was the, the best kicker? Who's the second-best kicker in all of football? How many times have you the seen a kicker? kicker. Uh, yeah, he was the second-best kicker in, in football this year. When was the last time you seen a kicker kick a ball on the 48-yard line and miss the, miss the – it was dead straight, missed the field goal by five yards? It never happens, buddy. It so never happens. So don't tell, me, don't tell me about Suckum or anybody like that. So instead, okay? what's the opposite of Deflategate? They, they added weight to the ball? Is that here's, what Here's saying? what happened. Tampa was very lucky in the game. Very, very lucky because the game was over. The anchors drop on the second, on the, on the two-yard line. ultra-talented. Uh, yeah, ultra-talented, yeah. It, what, yeah. That, that front seven's well, nasty. Let, let me tell you something. You've never seen Cooper Cup drop the ball at all this year. He dropped the ball maybe three jitters. times. Okay, jitters. 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 No, it jitters. wasn't jitters. It wasn't jitters. It was get two that, jitters. Get that. Oh, if it was jitters, why didn't he make the call catch at the end of the game that helped him win the game? Because he's the best team in football right now. Not, be, and Matt Stafford <laughs> dropped it right in the Rams lap. are not the best team in football I said, Matt, right I said, no, he said best Cup's receiver. the best receiver in football. Uh, he was the best receiver this year. That's what I, I literally know, just said. I don't think he's the best f- receiver in football. I think he was the best receiver this year. Right. That's literally what I just said. No, you said he's the best receiver in football. If you would ask and me right now, is Cooper, Brady, Cup the best, the way, is Cooper Cup the best receiver right now in the league? He's not. He's who, not. Who is? Uh, he's not. Who is? Uh, I, I, I look at the team, look at the wide receiver. I don't know, man. I'm not going to sit there. I, uh, Hopkins went healthy. I take Hopkins over him. Devontae Adams. Uh, Devontae Adams. That's what I was waiting I would for. take Devontae Adams. I take I, I, Cooper Cup so, had a great year this year, but I'm not going to say he's the best wide receiver in the league. So Tom Brady he had with a great, Mike he had the best Evans, season. Tyler Johnson, and a washed-up Gronk, as you say, came back from 27-3. to 3, and almost 
took the game to overtime. Tyler, but Tom Brady, Tyler, if you played watch, in cold weather before. Tyler, if you're has watching, won the most. Tyler, Tyler, if you were watching, the, if you're gonna seriously sit here and tell me that it was because of Tom Brady, that's why they won. They they were coming back in the game. It was mistakes that All brought right. it back in the Let's game. Let's talk about some there bullshit. There were a lot calls of it. mistakes. There were three bullshit penalties that gave the Rams 45 yards oh, for no reason. What do you know? The yeah, Rams yeah. helping the Rams. What else? Right, <laughs> right, right. right. Except blame that the again. refs. Oh, that the seems to be a popular LA Super Bowl. Let's cover them. The no, 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 no one's blaming the refs. Tom Brady no, from the mouth and were... going, "Hey, look at me! Look, he hit me in the mouth. That's a penalty." No, there, oh, were, yeah, there, there was a, there was one, uh, there was one or that two. That game uh, wouldn't have no been calls, that close so. if there weren't made mistakes like the Rams. There was no way in hell they were coming back in that game. The Rams made it, but they made it come back in that game. They came back in the game because the Rams gave them practically the game. They practically said, "Here, Brady, win the game. We're giving you the goddamn game." They gave them all the chances in the world to win the game, except at the it's end of the game. It's ironic because if the truths were switched, it's true. Aaron Rodgers right now, no, you'd be praising as the no, best quarterback of all you're time. You're wrong. You're wrong. I'm Tyler. not wrong. You're wrong, Tyler. Because Rodgers put up ten points, and you're saying he Rodgers know, didn't put up any what? points. No, it's a special point. He didn't. Rodgers didn't put up any points. Oh, that's even worse. That's, that's Brady fine. scored twenty-seven no, points. Brady, Brady was team down twenty-one. Then it's all, all the right. refs. Brady, yeah. The Rams uh, gave nobody, it to him. The, the Rams fumbles. did give it to him. Speedy, the refs in any kind of way in the fourth quarter, the mistakes that the Rams went, if the Rams didn't make all those mistakes in the fourth quarter, do you think it was anywhere going to come close to the game? No, because the game was. I don't. Close? I think they played well in the third quarter too. So I think it was mainly just the fourth. They got overconfident. They got kind of content. I don't got, think it was overconfident. It was just mistakes. Yeah, no. I think they celebrated early. I think you saw a lot of like not jitters, like nervous jitters, like you're saying. Tyler. Was it was kind of the other way around. It was never going to be close. It was all those mistakes that they made. They practically said, here, Brady, here's it. I said it. I, by the way, I was watching the game with my sister. It was my brother's birthday. I was at my mother's house, and I said that my brother and um, her boyfriend said, the game's over in a second, at the end of the second quarter. I said, the game's not over because I could see this game going in the third, at the end of the third or fourth quarter where the Rams are going to drop the ball and make mistakes. And when, when I, as soon as I said that, at the end of the second quarter, Akers drops the ball on the second yard line. They recovered the ball. I said, you watch. They, I, the, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a chance to win because of a terrible, terrible mistakes. And what happens? I wanted that. to, I wanted to smack the shit out of my sister's boyfriend after that because I said, I told you this was going to happen. I told you. So it, it just, it just, it maybe it's just a Brady's. You know, Brady has this like this thing, this dimension right. on him where there's just luck that falls on his head. It's and not luck. That, the team was afraid. Man, I, I don't know if nah, I don't think I think it's the I opposite. Think it I think it's I think it's they got too comfortable and then they just got sloppy. Listen, Brady came back. You're not, it you're was not great. Too comfortable when Tom Brady's eliminating a lead. When shot, well, the Rams have only lost one game ever when they were leading at halftime to begin with under Sean McVay, and they were up mm. by 24 points. And they played well in the third quarter, too. They, yeah, they only scored one touchdown, but they still moved the ball well. Any so. possible mistake that could have happened in the fourth quarter, it all had Cooper Cup dropping the ball, a field goal kicker that never is – if he missed the kick this year, it never was short five yards. It was dead on, and it completely just – Fell right in front of the ball. Right. We've n- I've never seen that. I've never a, seen Tom Brady I've get a never seen that. conduct call either. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I, I'll tell you why he got that. Uh, it, 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 before the game, a week before the game, he he said when when the press was talking to him, he said that I, I have to admit that I I, I get more, better. I get more calls than any quarterback in the league. As soon as he said that, so he was a humble guy. Th- 
I don't know about humble, That's but he, humble he opened his mouth. No, humble. He's, he does get all the calls. He, he cries and he gets what he wants. He's Tom Brady. He, so, he got hit in the head, which is a flag. That's fine. Any day, that wasn't the hit that, that, wasn't the hit that caused it, though. No, it, it was a compilation. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. It was no, hit. no it wasn't. Von Miller's hit was not to the head. It wasn't to the head. It wasn't to that. Okay. It was right. a compilation so, of hits listen. that caused it. Was, that. I think there it were was other ones, shoulder. too. It was, a, it, was under, it was under his neck to his shoulder. It was right over here. Bob Miller's helmet hit Tom Brady's helmet. I don't care what you guys want to call that. That's head-to-head connection. That's a flag in the NFL, regardless of if it's accidental, non-accidental, the wind, the balls. It doesn't matter. That's a flag. Tom Brady was saying, I'm bleeding. He hit me in the mouth. Where's the flag? There's no reason they were to down by 17 anyways, Tyler. But you can't say that because that's 15 yards. What if they get a field goal? Uh, fa- Guess what? Then the, it's 30-30. The, the, the fact, then you go to overtime. The fact, the fact is, Tyler, and that was, first of all, it's 30-30. Uh, first of all, it's Tyler, the, 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 game, the game shouldn't have even been that close. The, well, fact that the, Rams, the fact that the Rams, the Rams practically said, here, you want to win the game, Tom? Do what you do. Here, we're going to give you the game. You just make the throws. And, and to me, it was abs- – and how about this? Jalen Ramsey giving what's-his-name again an open uh, – you guys thinking that Jalen Ramsey's the best corner in football. He is. I, oh, no, he's not. That Mike Evans, that, that toss to Mike Evans, not even challenging him the ball, letting him have that open, that was horrible. Absolutely horrible. Jalen Ramsey should be – he should be – no, it wasn't. He was he – was, Right talent. He let Mike Evans outrun him. A taller, not faster guy outrun him. And by the way, Mike Evans, who's not even 100% healthy in the game, ran right past him. Jalen Ramsey should be ashamed. Eric Weddle, that hit, that, that almost cost him the game, that hit. Which, by the way, thank God the ball hit the ground before that happened. Right. Because yeah. if it did, That's that would have screwed him. And that, yes, the, the, that would have even given him a better chance to win the game. Every did- single possibly thing that could have possibly happened that favored Tampa Bay in the game because the L.A. Rams are a bunch of idiots. They practically gave the game away to Tampa. Practically gave it away. Okay. So no now, Nathan, what do you got to say? So, did uh, the Eric Weddle thing, did, did, they, did, he come out of, did he come out of retirement just for this game? Yeah, and he almost yeah, lost the, the The Rams lost their top two safeties, one of which in the middle of the season, last, the other one in the last game of the season. So he essentially is playing now their free safety. Almost spots. cost him the game. He almost cost everything to I them. With that yeah, hit. I know that. But like, here's it. Uh, to be honest, uh, for, when, when, I, when I watch games, is for me, it's a game of momentum, mom- momentum uh, in, in my opinion. So I think. It's not. It's not luck. It, it wasn't luck, in my opinion. I think. I think the Buccaneers had a better game plan going into the second half. Uh, I think they played. Oh, much so you better. think it's a you think it's a well, game plan for the ball going over the center, putting the ball over to well, the fifty yard line. Nathan, I would say they played well in the third quarter. Come on, Nathan. Come on, Nathan. You can't. Yeah. They, they. But doesn't that help his point? If he played well in the third quarter, and this is what I don't understand about what you're saying, and I'm, well, listen, I, I'm the, trying the Rams, to ignore it. I know the Rams made mistakes. Okay, I don't. I, I agree with you that. But he said the they Rams- played well. So doesn't that mean the lack of time Bucks had of mistakes makes their comeback better, no, not worse? Not the Bucks. No, no, not the no, Bucks. The Rams made mistakes. That doesn't mistake. make sense. You're saying they played bad for a half. He's saying they played bad for a no, quarter. No, it was a quarter. It was a quarter. Okay. 
It's really hard to make up 21 points in a quarter in the NFL. Not really. Not really. Every single time you touch the ball, you put it over the center. You drop the ball on the 40 where you give you give him short field. Miss a field goal kick. Put, he kept you, put you on almost the 50-yard line. All season long, you didn't miss more than uh, – you, uh, you didn't miss a 50-yard field goal kick and you kicked it 48 yards. Uh, okay. How about how – about, uh, what's his name again? Weddle's putting uh, putting the hit the way he did. Anchor's dropping the ball on yeah. the two-yard line, which could have uh, caused – I, I, get, I get it. They fumbled. They turned it over. All, I they get it. Did. Every time in the fourth quarter they touched the ball, they made a mistake. Except at the end of the game when they had to throw it down the field and get lucky that Cooper Cup was open and he caught the ball. That really was luck and just guessing that that, that he was going to do an all-out blitz. Because to me, if it went to overtime, I, I, I said it on my text message to uh, Beave and Jeff that the game's over, the Buccaneers are going to win, and the L.A. Rams practically gave the game away to them. And I, I, I was I was so furiated, not that the fact that the Buccaneers came back, because I thought it was, it was a great comeback. It was the, the mistakes, the crazy, weird, dumb, ridiculous mistakes the Rams made in the fourth quarter that you know that if you give them any kind of life, you're not even at home. The fans are against you. You can't hear anything. Everything was against you. How do you make these mistakes that practically – and I'll tell you this right. They do this this week against San Francisco. San Francisco is a better defensive team. San Francisco is going to kill them. If they make these mistakes, these, that they beat. They, listen, they were down. The Rams had a seventeen nothing lead, and They're by the way, would have knocked would have knocked off San Francisco out of the playoffs. <laughs> San Francisco comes back and wins it over overtime, and San Francisco's defense hit Stafford in the fourth quarter. What five six times? He had five sacks. Their pressure rate's been insane since that in, game. in the in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to tell you this right now: if they play that well that way against this defense, they don't stand a chance. They don't stand a chance against San Francisco. And who would have thought that, saying that about San Francisco? And again, they've really only had the one bad cor- uh, quarter, too. And that's Even the playoffs, the whole game against Arizona, they played well. They didn't take their foot off the gas or look sloppy at the end of that game either, even with a big lead. So maybe it's also a learning experience for the Rams. Maybe that 49ers game humbled them a little bit. They're going to sure choke. That, I'm I, sure I, I think they're going to. I, I, I hope you're right. I think it's, Ram, I think it's Rams, Kansas City in the Super Bowl. But oh, I, think they no. cho- I think they choke in the Super Bowl. I think, I, 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 think I, I, in my opinion, I think I think the Bengals have a shot. Um, um, oh, they do. They do. They just gonna get that offensive line t- together because yeah. the Chiefs are gonna blitz. A That's lot. why I don't think they're gonna have a chance because I think the yeah, Chiefs. It, it, they're, gonna they're gonna have to. Gonna they're gonna have to really turn that around the offensive line. But the, uh, the I hope you're right about the Rams. They do choke because uh, yeah. they'll make it into the Super Bowl. I, but but they'll lose. make it. They'll make it to the Super Bowl because they're I'm gonna choke. This, they love the NFL. Loves this kind of thing with the LA storylines. They wanted this to work forever, so I can see that kind of thing happening. But yeah, they're gonna. They have to figure you mean out how it's gonna be in Dallas anyway. Oh, maybe, but still, I think it is gonna be in Dallas. I do. Uh, uh, the LA is basically unannouncing that. Yeah, we don't want it here. Yeah. Well, we don't know yet, but it, it sounds. Like, it sounds like I think with, with the COVID nineteen, I think they might move it to Dallas. <clears throat> oh, they're not gonna want restrictions. They're crazy. There's no way they're gonna want restrictions there. They're gonna want standing room only hundred thousand people. Texas will give you that. Mm-hmm. Not to bring up politics, but so they're, the trying to, they're, they're trying to move the Super Bowl now. Yeah, to Dallas. Yeah, they've been reported because of the the the. I re- actually was one of the guys that reported it uh, a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. that I, I said yeah. that uh, I've been hearing some you know it's, some things in the grapevine that they don't want to have it in LA because of the restrictions with COVID nineteen and all that other stuff and having people within a six six feet area and all that other stuff. They don't want to do it in LA, even though LA wants it still there, and they're going to lose a lot of money if it isn't there. I think they're going to wind up, you know, in the next couple of days, I think we're going to hear that it's going to be moved to Dallas. And a lot of people that got their hotel reservations, they're going to be screwed. 
Yeah. They're going to be screwed. Yeah, yeah, tickets they might lose? Yeah. Then, what then if people in LA travel bought it to, to be yeah. there and, mm-hmm. or can't right. go to Dallas or can't book a hotel? It's going to be a chaos. Right. Travel yeah. to is going to be a lot of plane tickets. They're going to be screwed. Oh. It doesn't really matter. And, and, and with the Rams, as far as I'm concerned, the Rams did everything possible to pretty much say, here, Brady, come and win it for us. Come and win it for you. Come and, come and win it for you. And I, I, I just thought, and you want to know something? Just watching that game, I said it at the end of the game. After the game was over, I'm going to say, there's no way this team, the way they played in this game, is winning a Super Bowl. They're going to go through two games. they got to play San Francisco, who, by the way, plays, has played them twice this year, and they know how to play. And they beat them twice. And San Francisco knows how to play them. They know how to play them. And yeah. if San Francisco plays them the way they've played all season long against the L.A. Rams, they could beat them there. And even if the Rams get through it, which I believe the Rams will win this game against San Francisco, they're going to go against Kansas City or even the Bengals. I think it's Kansas City. And Kansas City, you can't do that. You, can't, you, don't, you cannot keep Kansas City in, the, in a throwing game with, uh, with Mahomes. If you, if you play a throwing game with that offense, you don't win. And they're not going to win. Because what they're going to do – what 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 the the Kansas City Chiefs are going to do in that Super Bowl is they're going to double team, they're going to absolutely double team a uh, Cooper Cup, and they're going to make all the other players beat you. And honestly, that offense besides Cooper Cup, none of them really scare They've me. They've played well though in the playoffs. They don't Van scare Jefferson me. and Odell, they both of them me. have played well in the playoffs. They don't scare me. Phenomenal. I'm glad all you Giant fans can hear this. How does it feel to give up on the kid? Look who's playing well in the playoffs. Look who's a Disgruntled organization and a hot damn mess. Mm. <laughs> well, no, it, uh, Giants fans have claimed that he got a lot of money for a while. He got a lot of money. Yeah, oh, the know. Giants gave him. We know the and Giants the, and the paid Browns him. and the Browns and the Browns gave him an ex- <laughs> gave him a new new contract. They gave yep. him. A, I think he's yeah. uh, what he's he making twenty two and a half million a year, and now yeah. he's making seven hundred thousand. Which, by the way, he took the league minimum and he took and he put it in Bitcoin, and now it's that seven hundred thousand that he put into it is only worth thirty five thousand. So he's playing for thirty five thousand dollars. Oh my god, <laughs> hey, a pretty all good investment is, of thirty five thousand dollars. <laughs> all I know is hey, it's good. No, no, they gave him seven hundred thousand, but he took the seven hundred. No, I know. I'm saying from the put Rams. it in Bitcoin, and he but lost this, a lot of money. This is the gamble that he's really taking. If even if he plays well next week and they lose. He's earned himself a huge contract this offseason. I don't know about huge. Yeah. He's going to get a contract. I don't know about huge. Two, three years, $20 million a year? I don't think uh, he's getting $20 million a year. I can't see that happening. I, I, I can see him getting fifteen. He'll get a he'll get a I think a team will play him year to pay him year to year. I can't trust Odell Beckham to be healthy. That'll be a good replacement for us for Amari Cooper. You have him. no money. Dallas is not going to spend for a wide receiver. You have no money. Dallas <laughs> needs other things other than wide receivers now. <laughs> they got CeeDee Lamb, and they they could sign – they could re-sign Mac Cedric Michael Wilson's Gallo. young and cheap. Why are you going to bring yeah. it all down? Well, they're going to bring – if they get rid of Omari, they'll, they'll probably re-sign Gallup. Leighton Van Der Esch. Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. sign Van Der Esch. Don't yeah, you can dra- sign Van Der Esch. They're not going to be able to sign Van Der Esch. They're not going to be able to sign Van Der Esch. Let CeeDee Lamb be a number one. You could be fine as a slot. They could franchise him. I don't think they're going to be able to. Because, Nathan, the other thing you got to remember, too, is they also had a tight end in Dalton Schultz that played well yeah. this year, too. Yeah, so you can live with CeeDee Lamb as a one, Cedric mm-hmm. Wilson as a slot guy, sign a – either draft a veteran – draft a fourth-round, third-round wide receiver. Have, um, yeah, Blake Jarvis coming back, too. Yeah. I wouldn't trust that. Schultz but, is better than <laughs> yeah, I, I would not go as far as to trust Blake Jarwin. But just draft a third or fourth-round guy or just sign a veteran. You don't really need to yeah. spend big money on a wide receiver. And then there was the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, which I yeah. thought was the game of the week. I thought. Oh. It was crazy. gonna be that was crazy. I 
I I I gotta I, I gotta say something about this, but are you go? I guess I, I thought it was the I knew it was going to be the game of the week. We talked about it before we even made our picks. And remember when I told you guys, I said the game that's really going to stand out is the Bills in Kansas City. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, it was it, it was cold, but it wasn't Green Bay cold. No. Uh, it was like twenty eight degrees, 20, thirty degrees, but. Uh, the weather was pretty good. I mean, it, it, the running games were they, they can run the ball. They were throwing. But what really stuck out to me in the game was the growth of Josh Allen and, and what Josh Allen became over the last two seasons. We saw what he was last year. How Kansas City ended him. How embarrassed he was at the end of the game. How uh, the press was talking about how how um, how immature he was throwing the ball at the defensive lineman after he got sacked at the end of the game. Uh, at fourth, fourth and nine, uh, which practically cost him the game. But what Josh Allen did was show you the birth of a quarterback, a star quarterback, a quarterback that we're going to see and we're going to be talking about for many, many years to come in competition with uh, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. And, and I say this because uh, the Jets had a chance to draft Josh Allen. They drafted Sam Darnold. And it might go back and it might haunt the Jets, just like the Dan Marino haunted a lot of people over the years, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Jets, all the other teams that passed up on him. How about the the, court, the San Francisco 49ers passing <clears throat> up on Aaron Rodgers the way they did with Alex Smith and all that other stuff, and all the other teams passing up. This is the time when you look at Josh Allen, and, and, and yes, at the time, nobody thought Josh Allen was going to transition into this, and they had he was a project. But his ability, his ability to move inside and out of the pocket, his size, his his understanding of how to see the play play happen before it happens, and being that he would, how many times in the fourth quarter, fourth and eleven, fourth and twelve, he he needed to make the play with four or five minutes left of the game, and he made the play, kept his team in the game, and came back. 25 points in, what was it, two and a half minutes. Most points in NFL history in a playoff game uh, 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 to really take it to overtime. I, I, I mean, the, Patrick Mahomes had a sensational game. There's no question that he did. But we expect that from Patrick Mahomes. What Josh Allen did in the game was absolutely sensational. And Davis, having four touchdowns in the game, yeah. was sensational too. Was Gabriel crazy. Davis. Didn't you tell me I was crazy for saying that he was going to step up? Or you said something when I said that. Uh, I think I did last week. I don't know about this week. The fact is, is that Gabriel Davis breaking, you know, an NFL record, having four touchdowns in a game uh, was sensational. And, and Josh Allen, that, that Josh Allen showed you the growth of a young quarterback that's going to be a star in this league. And mm. that, my friends, we're going to see for many, many years. We're going to see Kansas City, Buffalo in AFC title games, uh, Super Bowls. Both of them are going to – Josh Allen is going to win a Super Bowl. He could yeah. win multiple Super Bowls. He is going to now. I don't know how, what he's going to be without Brian Dable. I don't know what he's going to be. We don't know, but I, I don't think it matters who the, the the offensive coordinator is now. I think his development has happened. I think you bring in another smart young co- offensive coordinator to let him run his offense and let him use his strength, his his foot footwork, short passing, and his arm strength. I mean, Josh Allen is going to be a star in his league. He he yeah. was sensational, and to me. The best player in that game, as good as Mahomes was, and he was sensational. Josh Allen made bigger plays in the game, and and I thought Josh Allen was the player of the game, even though he didn't win the game. Uh, it's crazy. And by the way, Josh Allen is the first quarterback in NFL history in back-to-back games to have 10 or more touchdowns and not go to the Super Bowl. Yep. All right, man. 
you, you <laughs> I love Josh. I love the way Josh has John Allen. Josh Allen plays. Uh, you hit it right on the head. But I mean, obviously they played a great football against Kansas City Chiefs. But towards the end, what got me was. How come Sean McDermott did not squib kick the ball there? That he wouldn't have mattered. I don't you think. No, you I, don't. You Mahomes can reach from field line to field line. You don't squib kick. And even when Romo said it, or Jim Nance, I'm going to tell you what you could do it. after you guys are done. Yeah, to squib kick it, you're basically saying here, here's half field. Right. That's like saying here, MJ, walk the ball up court. Like, you don't do that. Yeah, and it wouldn't have taken that much time off the clock anyway because now players can just go down easily and just kneel and give yourself up. Where you might have wasted two seconds, but what was two seconds going to make? 13 versus 11 is, is – you, you both have the same kind of playbook. It's two plays. you got to get down the field anyway. The Bills' problem was the lack of tackling after the catch. And to Tyler's point, what he said By earlier – By the way, a squid kick would have taken three seconds off the clock. Yeah, three seconds. Three but seconds. I think that's still two plays. So I'm with Tyler Not on necessarily that because – it, I, I would have squid kicked like like Nathan said, and what I would have done after that, instead of playing prevent defense, which Leslie Frazier was absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. doing, yeah, I would have I would have blitzed I would have blitzed four guys or brought five guys up and played the middle of the field. That's what a normal de- that's what they were doing <clears throat> the whole game, which was throwing Kansas City and Mahomes off in right. every kind of in, in every kind of way. I would have blitzed four or five guys and played in the middle of the field and made them beat me on the outside. They wouldn't have done that, and they couldn't have done that in 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 10 seconds they wouldn't have been there that's what they should have done it made a lot of sense they should have squid because that's three seconds off the clock that's 10 seconds two plays yes they can make two plays but but leslie fraser i don't know what the hell he was thinking right i I prevent defense never works ask rex ryan Mm -hmm. we've seen this before ask any defensive corner that played prevent defense against the good quarterbacks it don't work good against the good ones. It never worked against Peyton Manning. Couldn't work against Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers even, and Ben Roethlisberger. And by the way, if you remember Eli Manning in the Super Bowl, it it didn't work. And that's what the Patriots tried to do. It doesn't Work. Yeah, they tried to guard the sideline to too much extreme, and that was well. That's what the 49ers did against the Cowboys and in the infamous, the infamous spike. That's why they did the run. They did the same kind of thing. It seemed like everybody right. was shadowed to the outside. So Tyree Kill has a seam to run up the middle. Now I understand not you, you don't want to allow the yards after the catch maybe to a different receiver. I could I could get that, but yep. Tyree Kill you cannot let him get loose like that. He's yep. the guy that's going to get stretched and get those extra yards because they had the two timeouts too. So there's no point in having to guard the sideline. You could. You don't necessarily have to blitz, but just have some guys spread out to all parts of the field, or yeah. make somebody else beat you because you have the two timeouts. Now, how and could McDermott sit there and let this go on? You yeah. see this. You're playing prevent defense. You know Mahomes is going to throw it down the field. He needs to get you. He needs to get his team to the 30 yard line to even have a chance at a field goal kick. The smartest thing to do. Yes, you should have squid kick it. I know it's 13 seconds. I know you're putting yourself at risk. I would have squid kick it to the sidelines because even if Mahomes, even if um, what's Jackson his name? Fifteen yard uh, penalty if he goes out of bounds. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about out, out of bounds. Uh, we, their kicker, who's been very, very good all season long with the squid kicks, and he did it against the Jets twice this year. He could have squid kick it closer to the sidelines, to the thirty or even the forty yard line, and made at made. Uh, what's his name? And Patrick Mahomes beat you by blitzing him and making him and put the pressure on him. Yeah, all all game long you were putting pressure on him, and he couldn't he couldn't do the things in the middle of the field. I don't understand why you stopped doing that. And you gave him a chance to kick the field goal. And I knew as soon as 
Allen didn't win the coin toss, the game was over. Yeah, at that point with the way the back and forth is. But why not just kick it regularly, though? Don't kick a touchback. They did that. It didn't work. No, no, no. Don't kick a cut touchback. Kick it to where it's short right outside the end zone. Then you probably get five, six seconds off the clock. Then you're down to seven seconds. That's one play that you have to get into field goal range. Then you could probably operate your defense the cover Any way you want to say Any way you, you want to do it. You guys are acting like Tyreek Hill just can't outrun everyone on the field. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, like, I'm agreeing with you on the shows, squid kick. Okay. Because hey, that, because you, of that. Track level. Go, Olymp, Usain Bolt fast. Run. I'll put the ball wherever you need it. Like, that's how simple it is for these two. Let me ask you a question. How many times did the Buffalo Bills get a punt return ran right down the field against them this year? I'm not sure. I want to say zero. One time. One time all season long. One time. The chances of that happening are slim to none. Okay. Oh yeah, that's right. Tyreek Hill did that. Was it him it wasn't. Too? It wasn't Tyreek Hill yes, that did it against Buffalo. Tyreek Hill did it. Yeah, on it was. Sunday. It was Tyreek Hill. I, I know. I I understand that. It wasn't until that game. It was happened one time all mm-hmm. season long. But that's why they put the ball in his hands. He's the fastest dude in football. I I don't. But did they have him back on that initial kick return before that? Uh, that's why I'm saying just kick it regularly. Not a touchback, not a squib kick. Just kick it regularly, let him return it. Then you waste five, six seconds. I think seconds. he's the fastest guy in football when he's he, he beats you. I think <clears throat> I don't think he's the fastest because Terrell Owens almost beat him in a race, okay? And if Terrell Owens is almost beating you Terrell in a race. Owens, but Terrell Owens is still running like four fours. I, I understand that, but he almost <laughs> beat you in a race. And, and to, I, to, I'm telling you, he's not the fastest guy in the NFL. He's, he's one of them, but he's not the fastest. There are a and lot of fast again, guys. Uh, the, 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 for the Bill- Hardman's pretty fa- damn fast on that team, too. Yeah, I, I think he'll He's pretty too, fast. Hey, whatever. I just want the Buffalo Bills to stay the course. Don't overreact. Don't panic. They're not. Getting Trey White, you don't know. Everything they did was to beat the Chiefs. And you just punched them as hard as you could in the mouth. The only problem, and they punched you the back. The only problem with Buffalo this going in the offseason is they have seven guys that are free agents on the defensive mm. side of the ball. You have to bring them all back. They can't. You have to. They can't. I, I don't. I understand what you're saying. You have to bring them back. They can't. Or you replace them in the draft. You I'm, can just, lose, I'm, I'm you just can telling lose you. Mario you can't, Addison. You can't you can si- lose Jerry Hughes. I'm just telling you. You can't sign all seven of them. Matt Milano needs to get All right. If you sign four, it's probably fine, though, because they drafted a lot of depth, though. Matt Milano. The problem is the main problem with well, the Bills is they really didn't have. Do, how much cap do the Bills have? I don't think they have a lot of cap. Mm. And, and it's Why, a sign some guys. are young. I'm t- I'm Outside just, of Diggs, I'm pretty sure I'm most of the contracts No, they just gave Josh Allen a $250 million contract. Uh, there's no way they're going to be able to sign all seven. Of, they'll probably sign two of them. They're, they're going to lose a lot of players. They're not going to have the same defense next year. They're not. They'll be fine. I'm telling you they're not defensively. They're losing a lot of guys. And they're getting back the most important one. Who, Josh Allen? Yeah. Trey White. Uh, that's fine. And we don't know how how good he's going to be coming off Half that. Half of Trey White still a top 15 uh, fine, quarter in the league. Fine, whatever. It's, it's, again, you're losing... You're the best de- from the best defense in the league, you're losing seven starters, maybe even eight. I think it, seven or eight. I forget what the number was, but I I, I saw it on the list. Uh, they had like seven or eight guys. Are you looking at something? Yeah, right now they only, they have two point eight million in cap at the moment. But oh, yeah, once like er- Errol's saying, like once the veteran defensive players, I think get get rid of because Hughes is on a pretty big contract. Mm-hmm. I don't think Addison's was big, but it's still uh, it's still a veteran guy. Those guys are going to be gone anyway. Those were expected. So you could just probably replenish a cheap contract veterans minimum pass rusher type thing. The young pass rushers. It's not rushers easy be... to find. Speedy. No, no, no. It's not, I'm making... not saying it's easy to find. But the thing is, the younger. Hughes is really one of the well. best pass rushers in the league. Nah, not that much anymore. Uh, why? He was. Because he had a bad year. The last three years, he really hasn't been a same player. The year before that, he was pretty damn good. I think he 
get eight or nine sacks. But still, nevertheless, the problem is with the Bills is they lack the depth. And they're relying on a lot of rookies because they can't play the same snap count as they used to. Arrow, your Jets can use use. I think the Jets are going to – I think what the Jets – if Thibodeau falls to the Jets at four, which they're saying he could, he could very much fall to them at four. If Thibodeau falls to them before, I think the Jets draft Thibodeau. I I think that's what they're going to do. There's three guys they need to bring back. Let me see. Harrison Phillips. Let me see. He won't cost much. Or Vernon Butler, one of the two. Levy Phillips Wallace. is better. Butler's You older. say he won't cost much. Phillips won't cost yeah, much. Again, I'm going to tell you. you. You keep saying he won't cost much. There are teams that are going to offer them more money. And if they but want him, if they, they want him. They em, might want to be there. They might. But they. why would you pass up on four or five extra million dollars or three extra million dollars when you could go somewhere else and make that money? I'm telling you, the Bills are not going to be the same team they were last year. They'll be a playoff team. But the good thing is with their be, defense. Not be as good. The good thing with their defense is they locked up a lot of the key players. Right. Where you have now bring back Levy Walls. Yes, and he's he's going to be the one that's tricky because he's a he's, a, get he's a versatile yeah he's a versatile slot corner and can also be a safety too. So I would make that the main priority. You know where he might go. Yeah, the freaking Jets. We'll see. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not I gonna. Jerry, Jerry, I think the I'm Jets. I'm not gonna should, predict anything happening. Here. I think the Jets should get Jerry Hughes though. Jerry, Jerry Hughes. No, because they already got Carl Lawson, and if you get another guy that's in, like an older dude to pass rush, and Lawson gets hurt, then Jerry Hughes is getting double teamed again. The Jets are in the same boat. Now you're paying both of them. But I also think the second year of draft, development for a lot of the these other pass rushers. rushers. Available in the draft and see where it goes. Sure, but also well, the but younger they, they, they're gonna have to bring in another pass rusher because these guys can get hurt. The draft. So. I, I understand that. You're going to draft a young pass rusher, but I think they're going to bring in a veteran pass rusher that they can get for five, six million. I think the Jets I, mean, I don't have the list of free agents in front there's of me. There's this a great list of free agents for this year. For defense, uh, you're, it's loaded. Absolutely yeah. loaded. Yep. For defensive players this offseason. Uh, Jeff says, Casey can run two plays and kick a field goal in 13 <laughs> seconds, and, and Dak can't even run 20 yards in that time. Snug says, how many times did the Packers get a pop, pump blocked in return for a touchdown this well, year? I, I have the list right here. Some Good. Of the what do you got? Uh, Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. Really? That's right. I forgot he uh, wanted to be traded. Oh, Clowney's there. There's a lot. Uh, so Randy, Randy Gregory. Uh, Melvin Ingram. Mm. Uh, ha- ha- Hassan Reddick, yeah. Mm. There's a um, lot. This is this Harold is Landry, uh, the third free agent did defensive class. No, Harold, Landry. Harold Landry had a nice year too. Yeah. The They're safety from him. New Orleans, uh, Williams, he's <clears throat> available. He's going to be available. Mm. Justin Houston, uh, Mason, uh, what's his name? Marcus, what? no, Marcus May. Marcus yeah, May is available. Marcus May. Marcus, yeah. Marcus May is probably not going. How with the hell the Jets. Is the Jets not talking to this dude? They're not. They're not going to. He's coming off an Achilles tear. I don't think the Jets. You know how cheap he'll be. Derek Barnett. Derek I, I Barnett don't think he's going to. He still believes that he's going. He should be paying top dollar, and I don't think the Jets are going to pay him. Derek, Why would Derek. they do that when they can get Williams for the same price? And who's better? Who knows? Marcus Williams doesn't want to uh, play in the cold weather. I'm sorry. Maybe Marcus Williams doesn't want to play in cold weather. I'm just saying, it's all about money, bro. It doesn't matter where he wants to play. Safeties are interchangeable too. It's, money talks. It's not. A, it, it, it's something you could get later they're in the, the draft Jets. too. You got um. You got Derek Barnett. You say they're the Jets. The Jets have drafted very well the last two years. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying no one's attracted to go to the Jets. When's the big? When's the last time the Jets signed the big guy in the offseason? Well, there's no big guy. When was the last time a big guy was available? I'm just saying every offseason there's a best free agent available. When's the last time the Jets got one? You're always looking at the quarterback, and the Jets are not looking to bring in a free agent quarterback. They're just not. 
They never do. The only one they did was Brett Favre. That was the last time we saw them bring in a big time quarterback uh, free agency. Besides that, I don't remember the last time the Jets brought a free agent, big name quarterback. I mean, you, when you look at the defensive players, there really isn't every I mean, every I guess year. Darrell Reeves the second time if we're going to cheat, but Darrell Reeves was done when he left well, the after right. he won that Super Bowl with the Patriots. He was done. Yeah, he was bad in the um, Buccaneers. So. Yeah, but you got the, the, the defense free agent class. He was bad with the Buccaneers. Yeah. The, uh, he didn't want to be there. He, he didn't want to be there, and he wasn't 100% healthy. His last – he made some big plays against with the Buccaneers when he came back. Uh, well, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, so the the, the defense is uh, – the, the free agent class for defense is crazy. It's great. Though. It's great. Look, uh, it's Charles, loaded. They say Charles, it's loaded. Charles Harris is out there. You got Jason Pierre-Paul, a free agent. Uh, man. I, I mean, it, it's. The I mean, theory I, of Watt. Huh? Why this Watt deal's not done? You don't I see, don't understand. You don't see. Uh, the, yes, the J- Jets traded for Favre, but I. You, I that's not what I'm, Josh. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that that was the first time the Jets brought <laughs> in uh, um, a player that was available that was a star at the position of quarterback. That was the last time you saw the Jets do I'm that. Fine. And yeah. I'm not saying Marcus Williams is a star, but he's a stud. To say trade that. or no trade? If they yeah. trade, what did they trade? A fourth round draft pick for Brett Favre? I mean, like seriously, who cares? Yeah, That's a, and it right would have worked if they just told Brett Favre. They still had to pay him too. They still had to pay him too. So whatever. When it comes to Chandler, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to say this right now. When it comes to Chandler Jones, whoever has the most cap space will sign him. Cleveland. Who? Cleveland? He'll go to Cleveland. Cleveland? Cleveland? Who are we talking about? I don't. Chandler I don't, Jones. Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones is going to go play in Cleveland. I don't think he is. Why would you want? I, to go? I don't know if Cleveland can afford that much of a pass rusher that high. High because what? You know, what like whoever has the most cash to win, and he's Chandler got Miles Garrett on the other. He's going to have to him. take a pay cut for that though. Yeah. If he Chandler really? Jones is going to go wherever he can make the most money. <clears throat> See, I don't. Yeah. Again, I don't know if necessarily he'll be seeking a championship. He has a championship, so it's not like he really needs to. He wants to win. Maybe, but maybe he wants to win one outside of New England. Okay, but he might want, like Nathan's saying, he might want to make it, strike it rich. He might even stay with Arizona. But going to get cut too. They're going to lose Watt. Watt ain't staying there next year. Well, he yeah, he's he's probably only going to go somewhere <clears throat> one year, one year two. I can see, I can see JJ Watt going to Pittsburgh to play with his brother. Maybe. He yeah. probably will. Maybe. I think I could if he if he Both decides not to retire. Are there, by the way, yes, right, yeah, yeah, yeah Derek Watt too. Yeah. That's right. All right, yeah, Derek Watt. <laughs> that could happen. I I, I mean. Uh, with the class, you know, teams like the Giants that are so – and the, and, the, and the Cowboys where they need so many pieces defensively that can make them a better team in, in all different areas. This is a class that you want to be a part of where you can go into yeah. free agency and bring players in Learn and more. you don't have the money. And, and this is – you don't see a class like this that opens yeah. up defensively as good as this defensive class is. And that's why I say when, when you look at the Jets – do the Jets go in the draft drafting defensive players, or do you just do that in in free agency like Douglas has done a year? And it hasn't worked so far because right. Douglas hasn't been good in free agency. But you could bring free agents in for three years over, you know, pay them over the top, and and you know, in the back end, you could get rid of them because next year they signed um, Corey Davis to a, I think a three or four year deal. They paid him on the, you know on the top of the contract where they next year they can drop his contract and it doesn't cost them anything in the salary cap so they can get Corey they can get rid of Corey Davis next year and it won't hurt the cap hmm. it won't hurt the cap and that's why Joe Douglas to me he's doing what Bill Belichick does and and, and Bill Belichick he's been a king of doing this brings players well, in gives them a contract. 
And when he gets sick of them or he doesn't think they fit this scheme anymore, he gets rid of them. And it doesn't uh, hurt them. You can I mean, say this, but no one's really done it efficiently but him. Well, Bengals, if you look at the Bengals draft classes, they, they he's had the better – the Bengals, out of all the organizations in professional football, the Bengals have had the best draft classes in, in the last 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bengals had the opposite problem for a while. They were too cheap and didn't keep their, their class. Their draft classes are the best in football. They've been the best. Uh, I, I, by far, I think. I, I think if you look at the players, that's still in the NFL. So it, it, it's it's crazy. But they don't know when to move on from players. Right. They're, they're too cheap. They're the other way around. They have the same problem that the Chargers have, where they their ownership is so stubborn and cheap, they let a lot of those players go. Yeah. The Bengals have the Bengals are an even better player development yeah, organization. It's going to be a problem for them. No, but, the, but the, beyond that, they don't have a lot of big contracts right now. And notoriously, how many players did they let go too? And the same thing with the Bengals. They don't keep a lot of these players and have to mm. like build like a middle market team all the time when they are very good at player development. This is a clash that you want to be a part of free agency yeah, right you you yeah, want right. it you want to be you want to have the money to go like mm-hmm. oakland's gonna have i mean vegas is gonna have money this offseason yeah. and that's why you hear Devonte adams names mm-hmm. getting you know but wiggled around and i don't here's another story that's coming out that the las vegas raiders have reached out to seattle well and right. the story is that seattle might be willing to trade russell wilson to vegas he wants to go to a big city he wants to go to a place where he could be oh, the center wow. of attention uh, they want the story is it's Derek Carr a first this year and a second a first and a, and a first next year and and Derek Carr and that will seal the deal so two first a second and Derek Carr I think mm. honestly I think that Vegas is getting I think Vegas is getting ripped off you know if they do yeah. that mm-hmm. for Russell Wilson Derek Carr is not far off from what Russell Wilson is he really no. isn't you need you need if you want to get Devontae Adams you need those first round picks in handy. To get but the Devontae that's Adams. the point. But if Derek Carr goes to Seattle, Devontae Adams might go play with him in Seattle. He yeah. likes Derek Carr. He doesn't yeah. have a relationship. They're well, good friends. They're good that, friends. That's what I'm saying. Yes. So if you're on the Raiders that's and you want Devontae Adams, wouldn't you keep that guy? Well, I, I, I like we've heard from uh, Jarrell. Jarrell said that it could be a package deal for him and Aaron Rodgers. And then you're not training for Russell Wilson to trade. No, him that's why Bay. I think he's. If 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 anywhere, it would be the Broncos because the Broncos have a lot of good young receivers. <laughs> They've got picks, and they could trade for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, Kenny Rodgers is there. Okay, Every- the trifecta. Nathaniel oh, Hackett, Aaron Rodgers, and the Oh, God. Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach, Nathan? Come on, man. <laughs> you need a you know who the last coach. two Green Bay offensive coordinators Brian, that became head coaches? Brian Flores goes there. I bet you Aaron Rodgers <laughs> gets traded there. Denver? I, I yeah. think so, yeah. If, I if think Brian where Flores, Flores goes, goes is where Deshaun Watson goes. Yeah. I don't I don't think the Broncos will take on Deshaun The only Watson. way, I don't think I anybody. Watson, I don't think anybody. Aaron. Adams is a free agent. There will be no package. No, Aaron, first of all, Devontae Adams is not a full. He's, what is it, a, a restricted? restricted he's agent. a restricted free agent. He's not unrestricted. So they, they, they have to. They can, they can franchise him. They can make him, this very difficult. And they can franchise him, and they're not going to let him go for free. Nobody, th- there's no way in hell the Packers are going to give him away for free. Mm-hmm. So right. uh, that's just no way. And there, it seems like Aaron Rodgers' trade decision or release decision, whatever, said it. is going to be pending on Devontae on the waivers. On the waivers after the season, I think two weeks after the season, you have to you have to put players on the waivers. As soon as he sees what they're doing with Devontae Adams, is he's going to make the decision on what he's doing. But they they even announced this before this season even started. They were on Instagram talking about this is the last run, or they compared it to something to the last dance, or there was a. Post one of them shared yeah. about the last dance. 
They yeah. know that this was their last year, possibly together in Green probably. Bay. Probably. But definitely the two of them in Green Bay together, they knew that was done. I, and, and again, Jeff says there's no way they keep him as $40 million. That's fine. But well, they're, they're going to franchise him, and then they're going to trade him. They're not just going to say, here, you want Devontae Adams? He's the best wide receiver in football. Take him. They're not going to do that, Jeff. I, I don't think they're that stupid. And honestly, I think who gets Devontae Adams is going to be kind of disappointed. Hmm. I don't think so. Well, I think so. Why? Because I just don't see him. I, I feel like I Aaron Rodgers has made him look a little bit better than what he is. He's a great route runner. All right, so, a he, great route runner. so he falls not, from the first right. or second best to the sixth. I don't think they're going to be mad. No, I, I think he falls out of the top ten altogether. No, I think this no is gonna be, I wouldn't oh, go that far. Watch. I and used to think way, that way, too, but no, I think he's grown way, his own game. Michael Thomas is going to be in a similar boat because he's, oh. he's going to be traded. He's gone. Well, yeah. he, had, he, had, he had all the injury issues, then he didn't play he, this year. Devontae Adams now played. What's his name against God? And he might just get cut. Well, they you might. Know, well, yeah, the Saints don't want him so. back, and yeah. he doesn't the want to be back. The Saints are, what, $74 million over the cap, they were saying? <laughs> there is some no crazy cap. number, yeah. They're, they're, they're not. No. Yeah, but he's they're going to be bad next year. He's they're coming gonna off, off a major injury. They're going to have to shed a lot. Michael Thomas is coming off a major injury. He's not going to get a big-time contract like he got from the Saints when he had it. So he's he didn't getting... deserve the contract the first time. He was pretty damn good. Uh, oh yeah, it's really easy to be going. Drew Brees throws it the doesn't ball matter. every you gotta, time you, you, where you need it. Where you uh, need it, he's got to make the runs. He's got to score the touchdowns. Uh, Drew Brees made him. A well, man. he also he also did well in that season when Brees he got was hurt great. too. He so. was great. I think the bigger problem is one he got hurt the next season too, and I think since he's been back from that, the little games he played that season that he hasn't looked as good, and then this year he sat out the whole thing. He's so a great player. That, that's where I think he's not going to have the same leverage with Devontae Adams. And no, Devontae those... Adams is going to have the leverage. He's well, going to get to go Adams where he wants to go. Absolutely has the leverage. I'm just saying, Michael Thomas is going to be guy, a guy that teams are going to go. I'll oh, take him. Cheap. I'll take him. Oh, I, I, as oh a Jeff good fan, luck. Good luck. I bet you you want him cut by week 10. Uh, no way. Okay. I, I, if he's still young. He's still in the prime of his career. I think he's, he's a knucklehead. 29. That's fine. He's still a great player. Okay. He's still All a great right. wide receiver. He'd actually you. fit in very well with you guys. So go ahead, son. <laughs> Whatever. Snipes says Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams join up with the Texans and win the Super Bowl. <laughs> the he's probably right. That could happen. I mean, uh, why not? I mean, if if the Texans got Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. You know what's funny? You know what I just thought of just now? The place Aaron Rodgers really wants to go the most, he's going to lose to Tom Brady again. What are you talking about? Tom Brady's going to beat him for that job for San Francisco. No, I bet. That's what Rodgers has always wanted. No, I heard he that. He wanted Rod- to get drafted by the I Niners. heard where Rodgers wants he, to he go. Nah, I, I, I heard where Rodgers wants to go. Hold on, Nathan. I heard where Rodgers really wants to go is Vegas. That's what I heard. That's where he wants to go. It's very well known. That and that's where his house is. Drafted. That's where his house Great. is. Absolutely. Right that on the outskirts of now. Vegas. That could be true now. But as a kid growing up and watching football and being from Cal, he wanted to be drafted by the that's Niners. That's fine. He wanted to be Joe Cool. Deep down, he still wants that Niners job. He's just not going to say it. But when Tom Brady goes there, hmm. Well, Tom okay, Brady, whatever. if he does Tom go Brady, there, we'll get Tom it for Brady. this year. This has nothing to do with Tom we'll Brady. Get it this year. Rodgers still has the extension year, too. He's your goat. He still has the extension year, though, too. So he's even, your if, he, goat. even he's if he plays the two years out and likes it he's in your wherever uh, he goes, Raiders or Broncos, wherever he goes. And then if he does like it, he'll stay the two years. If he doesn't, then he'll he'll probably demand out of there, too. Then he might end up going to the 49ers. Honestly, it doesn't really matter. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to play as long as Brady did, but... 
He's not, but I th- he's going to play another three years at least. I, he's 38. Right, which is why I'm thinking maybe his last year, maybe the 49 It's either the Broncos or Vegas. Those are the only two teams I can um, see him going. I, I, maybe Green Bay. I could see him re-signing with Green Bay, too. No, nah, it's tough. I, I don't know. I got, you know I, I can know. see him. I, I can see him going to Pittsburgh. No, he's, nah. he's not going to Pittsburgh. No. He's not waiting. going to Pittsburgh. Don't be surprised if Mike Tomlin goes, steps down too soon. Because yeah. I think he's shot. I think he's done. I never liked Mike Tomlin. Never liked him. No, nah, you can't say that. I he's never liked like, Mike Tomlin. Everybody that listens to the show, I don't like that. In, uh, that. That's great. Mike, Tom, Mike Tomlin at the point, he, he's had great defenses. He's had great, Say whatever you want about Ben. As a player, As a player, Ben was always a good quarterback. So, Tyler, he – you know, you think so? Why not? Just, if Tom Brady wants to come back, or we don't know what Tom Brady wants, he's he, coming back for one more year. I know Jeff okay, says he's retiring, but um, if Tom Brady does come back, why not just stay with the Buccaneers? And then that's when, if you do stay with the Buccaneers, and and then all the weapons will be coming back. Gronk will be coming back. Right? That's what I think Gronk, will happen. They'll no franchise come back if Brady comes back to Tampa. Otherwise, he's right. Gone. Yeah. So if Brady goes to San Francisco, then Gronk goes to San Francisco. I mean, it's a, that's really no spot that's for him there. San Francisco. They, they, love, they run two tight ends all the time, and Kittle could finally get open again. I think Gronk is retiring for sure. It depends on Brady. Now, here's the thing. If Tom Brady decides soon that he wants to play yeah. football, like his wife's yeah. like, I'll give it one more. We can last one more year. Then he's going to go back to Tampa Bay. But if this is like an ongoing thing, and Tampa Bay says they're going to give him all the time in the world, they can't do that. We've seen Brett Favre hand tie the Green Bay Packers that way. They're not going to do that. They're going to say it. They're going to. They might even give him till June, July. They're not going to wait till uh, training camp and all that shit. He's going to have to make a decision before that because they need a quarterback and they need a young Jeff quarterback. Says, regardless. Jeff says they, he already made the decision. He's telling everybody. He's already telling everybody where he is. You know, where Rhode Island and Tampa over there that he's retiring. So what? that's what Jeff's saying. I. I, I, I I mean, he he has he has Gronk or no Brady? He's saying well, Tom no, Brady is retiring. He's already told people here that. Whoa. So so it's I, listen. All I know is Tom Brady loves the game too much for him. I think. To yeah, but his son's Brady. going into high school. I get it. I'm not saying it's wrong. Kid. But he might retire today and then be like in May. Hey, you know, I really wasn't ready. Can I? Can I? Can I come back? I mean, if, Favre if did you it, start Brady to see, well, hold on one second. If you're if you're you're go if you're retiring and all in the offseason teams are starting to build their teams and everything like that, no team as good as Tom Brady is, no team is going to take Tom Brady if, if he decides, hey, you know, before before OTAs, okay, I want to come back. I'm they telling will absolutely you, because they built their team around a certain player. They're not going to say, okay, we're going to bring Tom Brady in. Tom Brady, if Tom Brady quits and he retires, there's no way he's going to just change his mind. No, because. It, know, it's we've never see, seen a quarterback retire, unretire, come Tom Brady, back. Yeah. Tom Brady is not that type of quarterback. He's not Brett Favre. He's not any. But he loves the game more than Brett Favre. So did Peyton Manning. And Peyton Manning, Manning retired because he, he literally couldn't play anymore. Physically, could not play anymore. That's fine. In your eyes, he still won a Super Bowl. I mean, oh, okay. still. Prepare for Kyle Trask era. That's Kyle Trask. Oh, CJ's going to love it. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, I, I, he's saying Tom Brady is done. And if Tom Brady goes up there and he makes a speech that he's retiring, he's not coming back. I'm telling you he's not. If he if He's going to sit down with his wife and his children and he's going to say blah, 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 blah. And he, if he hasn't done it already and they're going to say, Dad or sweetheart, we're, we're, we, we got to move on. We're, you know, we, we have, we're a family and we want you to, to be a part of our lives. As soon as so that happens, he makes that announcement, he's done. 
Well, this is going to be interesting because now if Tom Brady retires and we haven't gotten official yet word yet that Brian Leftwich has agreed to the deal with he has. He, he, looks, did. It's gonna, it's okay. he did. Yeah. He did. Okay. He did. He did. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say, uh, this is going to be interesting, though. If Tom Brady retires. Why wouldn't you have a great young quarterback over there? No, no, no. If, yeah, if Tom Brady retires. And then, um, this gonna be, so the, the big question for me now, this is going to be interesting. If Bruce Arians wants to step down now. Yeah, he will. He will. He, yeah. he, he had to step away from Arizona for health reasons, too. And he only came back to Tampa Bay because he has a good connection with Jason Light, their GM. Yeah. He would have stayed in Arizona if he was this like, quarterback able cl- enough to coach. This quarterback class that just passed with all the quarterbacks that we talked about, Zach Wilson and all that, I think this was one of the best quarterback classes we've seen yeah. in a very long time. And I, I think all all four or five, even Mills, I think he's going to be a good quarterback in the league. I think all Kyle of them Trash, are going to be good. Kyle Trash is not okay. I don't like. I Kyle think all of them are going to be yeah, good. I don't really like him either. Even the guy that Minnesota him. drafted in uh, Kellen Mond. I remember you did like him. I, I like him that. too. I, I think he, I think he's I think he's going to be good too. I think Kellen Mond's going to be good too. So well, I couldn't disagree with you two anymore. But hey, it's not my time to decide. And disagree? It's what? What are you talking about? Kellen Mond? No, that uh, the whole that whole draft. That, I don't. That quarterback class, I think they're all going to be good. I think Justin Fields is going to be good. I think Mac Jones well, is going to be all right. Kyle I think uh, Justin not, Fields is going to be good. good, and then that's about it. Kyle, do you think Kyle Trask is good? I don't think so. How do you feel Justin Fields is going to be good when he has nobody around him? And now, by the way, they're taking away their best wide receiving target. How's he going to be good? Because I've seen Justin Fields' toughness. I, just, I like his toughness. I think he fits very well in the city of Chicago. He's mobile. He's strong, and he's tough. Mm. That's that's where a leader is. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback doesn't have to have all the throws. All the t- he needs to lead. There was not oh. one time this year that Justin Fields actually stood out out of any of the quarterbacks. Then why'd you just say he's going to be? Good? I, I I think all of them going to be. But out of all the quarterbacks that I mentioned, I think uh, what's his name again? Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. Those are the two guys. And, and Mac, Mac Jones because he he plays for the Patriots and they're gonna. He's a system preference quarterback. I think he'll be good because he fits the system. But the two quarterbacks that are move inside and out and can throw the ball. Even Trevor Lawrence in the second half of the season, he looked really good. He made he made some fantastic throws in the second half of the season. So and 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 by the way, Zach Wilson is the only quarterback out of all the quarterbacks in this class that won rookie uh, rookie of the week, uh, offensive rookie of the week three times out of you know out of the seventeen weeks. He's the only quarterback that did that this year. Out of all the quarterbacks. So that's a, that says something. And it all happened in the second half of the season. Probably not a lot of them went to quarterbacks, though, either. Mike, Mac Jones might have won one. Maybe Trevor Lawrence. One. Yeah, maybe Trevor Lawrence one. won one. I think it, that game Justin Fields Bengals. didn't win none. No, I, I wouldn't imagine that. Probably... I, I said Davis Mill. I like Davis Mills. Yeah, yeah I, I like Davis Mills. But, yeah, but even so, like, how many I of them? I said that, Jeff. How, I said how that, many of them probably went like to Jamar Davis Chase Mill. and Jalen Waddell? <laughs> I'm saying that out of all the quarterbacks that played this year at that class, Zach Wilson is the only one that won three rookie of the uh, rookie of the weeks. He's the only one out of all the quarterbacks that did that. And Justin Fields won nil. Okay, not one. So oh, yeah. he didn't stand out out of Terrible all of them. Line. I, I, I did. Terrible coach. Speedy, who did I like the most out of the qu- the quarterback class that I liked in the beginning? You said Wilson. I, I'm talking about before we, before we changed the the picks. Who did oh, I Fields. like the most? Yeah, Fields. Justin Fields. I liked him the most. Before I looked at the quarterback play, and I, I, I suggested to, to redo what I thought the quarterback class was. And then when I looked at it again, I saw the intangibles of Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, and Mac Jones. Mac Jones was my third guy on the board. So, And everybody didn't like Mac Jones. So just so everybody knows, I actually liked him. <laughs> so just so you know. So, there you go. Nathan, do you have anything to say before we go? 
Um, yeah, I was going to say, if, uh, if the Bears do get Brian Flores as their head coach, do you see the Bears trading for Deshaun Watson? No. And, no. No? Well, again, Justin Fields, uh, they might, they could, because Justin Fields, they could trade. He's, he's a piece that they could trade to the, the Texans. If you look at Deshaun Watson, Justin Fields, they're kind of the same yeah. quarterback. And, uh, I mean, I, we don't know what Justin Fields is. But we know what Deshaun Mills. Watson is. What? Well, Davis Mills. Well, Davis Mills is going to be a good quarterback, but he could be a great trade piece to to the Texans. They can move him, and maybe at the way he played this year, you can get a second-round pick for Davis Mills. No, you can't. Absolutely. You can't get a fourth-rounder for DeMarcus Lawrence, but somebody's going to give you a second-rounder for Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, do you want me to give you Davis Mills numbers? No, on that I don't want to go over Davis Mills numbers. No, they were pretty yeah, damn good. Um, 66%, 2,664 yards, 16 touchdowns to 10 interceptions, and he had nobody to throw to. Okay? That's also That's a pretty good season. Oh, yeah. Who did yeah, DeMar- throw DeMar- Brandon Cooks had over 1,000 yards receiving. Brandon Cooks is a pretty good receiver. Oh, yeah. Brandon Cooks is a great receiver. That's why he's been to how many teams in, in the last five years? How many 1,000 yards years has he had? Uh, I'm not doing this with you. Good. You don't have to do it. Davis Mills was better than Justin Fields this year. Way yeah. better. No, Way better. On a worse t- and a worse team. On yeah. a worse team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not <laughs> even close. close. Yeah. Oh, that offensive town. The Texans. The Texans right now, the Texans right now, they're drafting where? They're drafting what? Second. Second or third. And then you have the uh, Chicago Bears that are drafting seventh. seventh. Okay. Separated that's a, that's by a, one. Two games. That's, two wins. That's, two that's wins. a significant amount in football. You are, you are Jeff. You're Jeff. Two or three more wins is a significant amount. So, uh, and, all and, right. And Davis Mills, who has the least amount of talent. I didn't know I was team. talking to Jeff all of a sudden. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> telling you. But like, I'm just telling you. Well, every time there's an argument, Jeff's name gets. Well, the te- yeah, so I think the, the, the Texans need a the Texans need a receiver in this draft to help. The Texans need everything in this yeah. draft. They, they need, need to just more. relocate. They need a and couple receivers. They need a tight end. They need yeah. They need a, the Texans they, need pretty honestly, much everything besides interior defensive honestly, line. Honestly, they play back. the same amount of games. It's not even close. Just Davis. We Davis is Davis Mills was way better. Fields was a first round quarterback. Then Mills was a and I just told and I and I'm just telling you look what the Giants traded to get Justin Fields Davis Mills I believe is is a good quarterback and yes you could get a second round pick for Davis Mills if you were to trade Davis Mills right now right now in free if if they decide that they're going to make a trade here and make a trade there you could get I, I would like to. I, I, I would like to look at draft status and everything like that with the quarterback class the way it is and how weak it is. I would take Davis Mills over half the quarterbacks now in this why would class. You trade him? If you could build tra- around him, then um, uh, because right now you have control of Deshaun Watson. If if you can get a significant amount of picks from the the, the Bears for uh, Justin Fields and and you you could trade just, uh, Deshaun Watson there, but I would if make you that had trade. a better year by your mouth. Then why would you trade a quarterback? And bring him in when you already have the better quarterback there now. Just rock with him. Use the draft picks to build around him. Because maybe they don't think Davis Mills is going to fit with the coach. Maybe he doesn't fit the offense that they want to run. So hire a coach if they that bring says in, he's my guy. You think it's that easy. <laughs> just, just hire a coach and say he's my guy. <laughs> you don't think the head coach of the Giants can say Danny Jones is my guy? Who, who are you talking about? What head coach? The coach for the Giants is going to say Danny Jones is my guy. The coach for the Dolphins Ryan is Dable, going to say Tua is my guy. Teams lie all the time. Because, because, <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Because, because Daniel Jones is a, a, almost the identical quarterback 
uh, of Je- and I don't know how good he is, and we don't know what he could turn into. Josh Allen and 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 Daniel Jones is you know who they are as players are very they're Dude. very alike. They're very alike. You can put your head down and say whatever you want. I'm you not, hate Daniel Jones. I, I I no, I don't hate Daniel Jones. Yes, you do. He's inconsistent, and he so does half the quarterbacks in the league. So is well, half the quarterbacks. Half, yes, that means half of them aren't. The majority of them are. Mm-hmm. There's maybe seven consistent quarterbacks in the NFL, and the rest aren't. Go ahead, give me give me ones that you. I'm don't. not doing this. It's twelve thirty. I'm tired. I'm not doing yeah, this. We can 12, do this 11. tomorrow. It's twelve eleven. Tyler, you need to calm the f down. I'm, you're, you're, I'm you're, very you're, calm. You're, I'm very you calm. need to relax. You're, you're, you're going relaxed. all over the place and you're acting like right, a lunatic. Uh, I'm not uh, doing anything. I'm just seeing. <coughs> Anyways, Niffin. Uh, then, do you uh, have, then I'll I'll save my James Harden take for tomorrow. Then yeah, you could absolutely. I have something to say about James Harden. Well, and- there's a lot. The, tomorrow we're not. We'll we'll talk about the two games, but. Uh, there's a lot to talk about with the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame, I, I don't, I need to talk about the Hall of Fame too because I don't get what uh, they need to change the voting thing around a little bit. I, I don't. It's. Well, I don't think the I don't think the writers should be picking the votes, but we'll yeah, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, uh, but, um, yeah and that, and I got I, I, I the Nets are a mess right now. I, we got, I got to, I got to say something about the Nets and they're definitely struggling. Even though they're third in the East, or they're they're a team that's really struggling and they lost again today. That's why they're talking about trading James Harden. So, but um. Yeah, but uh, I just want to say thank you again for having Absolutely, me on the man. show. Looking forward to tomorrow. And continue supporting our show, fan, whoever's in here. Mm-hmm. Go follow our show, The NR Hour, on all social media platforms. Uh, we have a great guest list coming up. So tomorrow we got Antoine McClain. And then Friday we got Mark Edwards and then Colin Cole. Uh, Monday we got Master Teague, a uh, former Ohio State running back. Now he's I think a he's draft- a good running back in the league. NFL draft prospect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tuesday we got uh, Mark McMillian from the uh, former Eagles, Alabama, and uh, Chiefs cornerback on Tuesday, and I'm we're, I'm currently working on something big, so stay tuned. Um, I'm I'm hoping this thing comes to fruition. So, dumb to tell you, or not? God, God, before uh, we go, I'm working on getting Edgren James on the show pretty soon. Edgren James, oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. that's great. That thing comes to. I'm uh, I'm talking to her, her his uh, PR person right now. Awesome, man. That's yeah. a great. That's a great get if you can get him. That's for sure. Yeah. All right, Nathan, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, thank you, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. Nathan from the NR Hour, uh, a great kid. Uh, hey, Tyler, let's go R. Yes, <laughs> yes. Don't say that R word on live radio, I, please. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, that's it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 p.m., so stay tuned for that. Until then, this is Aaron Marks, PDPD. And Tyler Harrison saying goodnight. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.